Welcome to your morning drip. I am your host, Ronan Rock. We are in the building with, that was very expensive, Mr. <laughs> Tony TC motherfucking Coleman. Got that goddamn shit right. <laughs> That's for sure. And uh, his son, Cyrus Coleman. Yes, sir. Hey, son, good morning. <laughs> good morning, Ronan. <laughs> Ron, Ronan. Yeah. So welcome to the show. It's good to be here, man. Uh, well, welcome to our little bodega studio. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's, it's real organic. I love it. Mm-hmm. Organic is bad shit. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. What? Yeah. Hopefully, it's not a shot. <laughs> don't don't cover him up the whole entire show. Here we go. It's all good. The, the funny thing about this uh, show is there's something that is messed up in the beginning of every show. So yeah. stuff, something like that happens every single time. No, I like that, man. That's or, that's real. Yeah, that's organic. Gotta keep it real. Yeah. I like it. But uh, yeah, well, welcome to the show. Uh, I, I can't wait for this episode because it's it's just from the, the, the few stories I, I've heard from you thus far, I know that this is going to be amazing. Hey, man. <laughs> There's a ton of them. I got a lot of them. So, uh, first off, uh, let's introduce you to the guests. You were BB King's drummer, and you've been uh, you did that for over thirty years. Yes. Um, you've played with multiple different artists, but you know I, I can't wait to hear that Willie Nelson story again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> who Who are some of the other artists that you've worked with? Well. Bobby Blue Bland, B.B. King, Johnny Taylor, Otis Clay, Buddy Guy, Etta James. Uh, I, I don't even know where to start. Yeah, you, I mean, so many. I can't. I can't. I can't even. I'd have to write them down. <laughs> but but anybody in the uh, the blues and soul genre and a, a couple of country artists and rock and roll. Uh, I've I've been around and I've done it. You know, it's just. Uh, it's been an amazing, amazing life. Yeah, yeah, you've been literally all over the world. Ninety-eight countries around the world. So, yeah, that that you know my my passport book ain't looking looking that good, but oh, you know I, I'm hoping one day to get there. Oh, I got them. I got like seven of them with double thickness in them, <laughs> with holes in them. No, I can't sell them. So. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Um, and were you also originally from Texas? No, I'm from Kissimmee, Florida. K I S S I M M E E. That's right next to Orlando. St. Kissimmee, St. Cloud used to be a little bitty, what we call a cow town. You know, it was like just one of those little Hooterville type American towns. You know, that uh, was basically cows and uh, uh, just fields and. Now it's T-shirts, golf courses, and, uh, you know, oh. Dis- Disney World, Disney, and all of that kind of thing. I, I do got to say really quick on, on the Disneyland versus Disney World. It's really crazy to me how I watched, I saw one of these, uh, like, things on YouTube where they're like, this is how big Disneyland is. And then they're like, Disney World is, like, basically the size of San Francisco. And exactly. I'm like, how? Yeah, I used to work at Disney World. <laughs> I was a bird, a bird, <laughs> a bird. Uh, it was a movie called The Rescuers, and it had two little mice with this oh, bird. Oh, yeah. And the bird was an albatross. His his, his name was, uh, what was that damn bird's name? I don't remember. I can't. Uh, Wil- Wilbur or something? Wilbur? I think you're right. Yeah, that sounds But re- But be- before that movie came out, I, see, I, I, I got to get, am I, you ready to start this? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we good. Yeah, we going. <laughs> okay. So... So after I got out of the army, mm-hmm. I, I moved back home, moved back to Orlando, moved back to Kissimmee, mm-hmm. and I was going to school to be a commercial artist okay. at night and working at Disney World during the day wearing that bird suit. <laughs> so a friend of mine who used to be Leroy Cooper, who used to be Ray Charles's uh, sax player in Ray Charles's band, lived mm-hmm. in Orlando. He were, he was a band leader for the for the Disney World marching band. Okay. And he would play jazz and stuff on the weekends and, you know, whatever. And I played in a band, and he said, hey, man, you need to come out to Disney and get a gig with, with me out there and play a snare drum in the, in the marching band. I was like, oh, okay. Went out there and filled out the application. They said, okay, everything looks good, but we don't have an opening yet. But we, but we still have an opening in the entertainment part or in the character department. Until that opens, you can do the character department maybe. I said, okay. So I was Tigger, you know, for a while. And tick, tick, I was, That's my I was, favorite Winnie the Pooh character. I was like, <laughs> I was like the nigger Tigger. I knew, I knew it. I knew. Because I was, I was always, you know, like dancing and doing all kind of crazy shit, you know. T I double E R. Yeah, yeah. So, so then that movie came out, and they needed somebody to do the bird. Orville was the bird's name. Orville. Albatross bird. So the suit, the bird suit, his face was way up here, mm-hmm. but the neck came down, and you had a scarf around his neck, and that's where the silk screen was, where you breathe <laughs> and you see people. But people are looking up there at the bird, and he's all happy. And you be in that hot suit, you'd be like, "Man, I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> Damn, it's hot." So you know, so I got fired. <laughs> I like how you. <laughs> I'm not, probably for legal we, reasons we can't really go into why you got fired. I'll wait for you to ask. Why'd you get fired? Because okay. I tried to hit on some girls in a bird suit. Wow! <laughs> See, at Disney, when you're wearing those costumes, you're not supposed to talk you know, or make any noises. So you have a representative that's, that's like standing back to mm-hmm. watch the costume so people won't be tugging and pulling on yeah. it. So they go, hey, get your ass back. Hey, leave, leave them alone. You know? So don't... so. You're not supposed to talk in the suit, and and uh, these real cute, like four cute black girls, and I say black girls because black girls react different 
<laughs> than other girls. When when a bird asks him. <laughs> so here, okay, here's the here's the greatest episode. Here's the here's the set. Here's the scenery. Real cute black girls, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know, interested, and I and I walk up, and they're like, oh, let's take a picture with the bird, yeah, oh my god, he's so cute, oh, look, he's so tall, you know, and I'm like right here in their face, and they're looking up, oh, he's so tall, yeah, I'm like, hey, can you meet me at four o'clock? <laughs> and then they go, ah, oh, the bird talk, ah! I'm like, goddamn, don't say shit. <laughs> and then they go, he's tall, he's tall, and then the my handler. <laughs> I can just imagine, like, just like, all right, he's got to go, and then took me, you know, down because Disney World. When you're at Disney, the whole bottom mm-hmm. there's tunnels down there, yeah. so took me down, you know, to the bottom. Did you talk? I said, huh? <laughs> That's when if, if you ask if you ask a, a motherfucker if he did something wrong, he go, huh? <laughs> you know he did it. Yeah, he did. So I said, huh? <laughs> did you talk? I, no, they said you meet them at four o'clock and you get off at four. How they know that? <laughs> so I lost that gig. He's like, <laughs> what you talking about? See, see if it would have been like some white girls, they would have been more like, hey, don't say nothing, but I want to meet you at four. <laughs> but, <laughs> but then it'd be like, you pull out the head, like, oh, he's a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Like, did I did not s- see that coming. <laughs> did you Plot say twist. trigger? Mm. <laughs> Yo. Oh, wow. The horse <laughs> and a horse named Trigger. I remember that. Um, Willie Nelson's guitar is named Trigger. I mean, it seems appropriate, but it also doesn't because Willie Nelson. Well, it, it, it doesn't because, see, when you black, you think of all that negative ignorant shit mm-hmm. but he's name is guitar trigger because he loved you know trigger the horse and he loved horses so mm-hmm. he's like i really love trigger so see white guy looking at horses going oh man what a beautiful thing i want me a trigger one day <laughs> but then you know you black you hear shit like that you know yeah i want me a nigga one day <laughs> see that's just the way it works because we've been through through so much black negative shit we got post-traumatic black syndrome uh, another bar. bar, another bar. That that was that was pretty good, sir. I if gotta you, say, if you grew up black in America, mm-hmm. based on our history, yeah. we got post traumatic black syndrome because when you black and you deal with all this racist bullshit, like I have dealt with for sixty six years, from the moment that I was born, then the doctor said, <laughs> I said, hey, my lord, don't do that shit again. <laughs> You'll be hitting them white babies that hard. You'll be doing that to them white babies <laughs> like that. You be, you be, you be, you have them in the water and they come out. Mm. Take them out. Look, oh wow! Get your black ass up. But, but, but seriously, we have issues in America because we've been constantly dealing with the racism. Mm-hmm. It's it's become a part of us. Even when you, no matter what level of uh, success you have um, always a nigga you're gonna always be a nigga and, and that's the way it's been presented to us because I mean seriously if you don't believe in, in uh, white su- supremacy uh, white privilege mm-hmm. just look at the motherfuckers up there that uh, insurgency shit oh oh yeah that 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 to me was always a weird situation uh, so we have a segment. We'll get into it later, but we have a segment called "Sounds About White," and it's literally like those moments where it's like, "Do you, 
y'all don't realize like this is the antithesis of you. Like you being like, hey, yo, they've been doing all this protesting and shit and they messing up the government. And you know what? That was a fair and free election and everything went the way it was supposed to. But Becky needs to talk to the manager. So we gonna sit up here <laughs> and get everybody to go down to the White House and just start some shit. I still, it's sad, as sad as that woman dying was, I'm like, you realize if that was a bunch of black people, like the, you know, the BLM movement went down and went to to the Capitol and stood out front. We gotta, we thing. can't, we can't do, we can't break into the White House. There would have been a massacre. There would have been. Well, they had the army out. Well, they they had, had the troops out yeah, so they that they wouldn't. Troops, they had troops out there for black even if lives it was matter. peaceful. But but when when That's the right, crazy ass white people. Nah, they, they didn't have the army out like that. They just had regular police officers. Well, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing that we got to do about speaking about this because mm-hmm. it's never gonna it's never gonna be the way it should be. Yeah. But uh, everybody don't say that. Every, no, it, it'll never. It's gonna always be some racist assholes. Always, yeah. always. I mean, if, if if you you can go to all white country, they gonna find another group to be pissed off at. I mean, you don't see no black motherfuckers in Ireland. What they fight about? I think we talked about this last time. Yeah, Protestants could, against uh, Catholics. Oh yeah. kind of, you know, it's gonna be always be some shit. Humans always find a reason to 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 hate one another to sit up here and divide resources, and that's like one of the things I can't remember which president it was. I think it was Nixon. Um, said, "Yo, the the day that there's actually peace on Earth is when we have to fight aliens." Yeah, and then, well, you know, it don't even have to be that. I mean, if you have an earthquake shake one of these motherfuckers. But cities down, everybody come together, you know. For a little bit. Yep. That's what, <laughs> Five that's minutes. What I'm until it's but time to get resources. Until, yeah, but, but that's I, a little, yep. yeah, exactly. But I'm simply saying, when you sitting up under a tunnel with brick on your head and mm-hmm. shit, you'd be like, oh, well, I, I'm a nigga. I don't care if you're stopping please. <laughs> and get all that shit then, you mm-hmm. know. But, but unfortunately, that's what it takes. So the world, the universe is trying to speak to us with all these earthquakes and fires and droughts and and uh, the the world, the energy that the world is putting out is what the world gets. Mm-hmm. So when you see all these fires and tsunamis and whatever, yeah. it's because our energy is so bad yeah. as humanity. We we give out a, a, a fucked up energy when we evil and mean. Mm-hmm. You know, if we were doing good happy shit, everything would be good and happy. But if you're doing, you get you know mean bunch of nasty evil bullshit. That's what the universe is gonna give you. Yeah, and 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 handfuls straight yeah, to the face. Yeah, so you know, uh, basically, that's my opinion. So um, your en- I mean, your yeah, energy, uh, hey. you get what you give. You know. Hey. I- Trying to figure out the right thing. I think we have. Hold on. Uh, I think the actual like stand right for the mic right is actually right there. So there's the boom arm for it. It's on the other side of the table. How about right here? Uh, no, on this side of the table. <laughs> How's this? It's, it's literally right there by the uh, Beats by Dre headphones. We are not sponsored by Beat by Dre. We we need. <laughs> um, but uh, you can get it from the other side. You can wrap your arm around. Um, but it, I, I gotta know, first off, when, when did you serve in the military? From 73 to 76. All right. So three, three active and, and three inactive. So you have three, I had three in and 
and and for three years after, I could still be called back in in case they needed, you know. Yeah, where did uh where did you get deployed to? I I joined in Florida in Jacksonville, Florida. Grew up in Florida all my life, and uh, <coughs> excuse me, decided I wanted to get in the army to get away from Kissimmee, Florida. You know, cause it was like this shit wasn't happening. Why why is it that they they I mean, we. We can do nothing right for them, but when it's time to come and serve, they're like, hey, yo, get all the niggas. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, beautiful. because everything we do, we do we do it great. When, mm-hmm. we, when we put our mind to something, we do it great, whether it's good or bad. Yeah. We, we we, gonna, if it's good, we're we, we going to be the goodest at it, mm-hmm. not the best, the goodest. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just saying, we're going to be the goodest at it. Whatever it is we decide to do, we're going to be the, be- the goodest. <laughs> Yeah, and we come from a people of warriors. Yeah, so if you do the bad shit, we gonna we can do bad shit good. We good because we gonna be the goodest. <laughs> I'm just saying. So whatever you, whatever we decide that we're gonna do, we're gonna do because we've done so much with so little for so long that we can do anything with nothing. Yeah, that's the way we come from. Yeah, the that's the way our race. And I don't give a damn. Like I said, you can get a. PhD, BHD, Black HD, ID, whatever the fuck you get, <laughs> you gonna still be a nigga. I don't care. You be an attorney, a doctor, uh, you become the first Black president. You still mm-hmm. a nigga. I mean, yep. So you know, I mean, this man got elected, and before he even before they even put the papers in the briefcase from his speech, you got McConnell. That motherfucker out there talking. About, I'm gonna do everything I can do to stop this nigga. I, I still can't believe he he didn't get assassinated. I was like, and I don't know if it's just like time has moved forward just enough where they're just like, hey, we don't got to assassinate him. We just got to make him not be able to move. Well, he, he might as well have been assassinated. He couldn't do shit that he wanted couldn't to do. Couldn't do shit. What's the difference? I, they assassinated his... His, uh, his character, his, his... They assassinated everything. His family, mm-hmm. he assassinate. And, and everything he did that a white president did they, they criticize him. He had a beige suit on. <laughs> he he's the yep. first president. I can't remember how long of a time it was, but he's the first president without a scandal. First, but first of all, you, you see, in, in, in one thing I observe because I love politics. Mm-hmm. See, in politics, the best presidents are assholes. Mm-hmm. That's why Trump became the president because America likes an asshole. Yeah. They love that. They love an asshole, rude, disrespectful asshole. Yeah, America is built off of that. Yeah. And you know, be you like anytime you present yourself as nice and decent and happy. I mean, even the cartoons show that if you if you're a decent little guy, you know the bully come around and just beat the shit out you. Get out of here, peace, 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 peace. get your piece your ass out of here. The the uh, I'm gonna forget dude's name, but uh, there's this guy that's a, a very famous um, like uh, TED Talk type speaker, and he was talking about. Uh, the the best version of a man isn't a peaceful man. It's a man that is dangerous, that is is destructive. But he chooses to be peaceful. Mm-hmm. That he has the capabilities to sit up here and and bring havoc to the world. But he chooses not to because that is a man that is truly respected and can can truly not only control himself but control situations. And when I heard it, I was just like, yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, 
No, nah, like I, 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 <laughs> I get what you're saying. Like, you know, have all that power, have that within you to to do whatever it takes, but choose not to. And I'm like, but you're going to have to walk with that every day, every moment. And it's like, what makes you snap? And I'm like, damn, that's what black people have been dealing with forever. Yeah, We're treated as if we're a loaded gun in any situation and in that that it's a hair trigger with the safety off well and, we are a loaded gun but we're also like uh to a certain extent the the gardeners uh of the earth we, we you know we came yeah we're, from we're everything great but once again if you got post-traumatic black syndrome you've been fucked with so long and you've been taught hold that shit in mm -hmm. ignore it just get through it and do your best <laughs> You can do it, brother man. <laughs> but we, we, so within you, I, I, this is what I wanted to ask. Within this was uh, within your military service. How was the experience of being black in that? And Lee, and Lee, more so, the second follow-up question is: How was it when you left and came back home? Well, first, like, first, of, first, first of all, mm -hmm. I was I was born to love America. Mm -hmm. I was I pledge allegiance to the flag and shit. And I believe in that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, the, the idea of what it's supposed to be about sounds pretty cool. I mm -hmm. mean, you know, this is my country and shit. I'm American. Mm -hmm. I ain't from Africa. Mm -hmm. I am chasing no gazelles and shit. I don't see no lions and tigers. I grew up in Kissimmee, saw cows and horses and shit. So I don't know nothing about Africa. Mm -hmm. All I know is I was born here and I'm black. And, and uh, I was taught, I pledge allegiance and all that shit. Like I said, to love the country that I'm from. Yeah. And I'm like a little dumb motherfucking school, and I'm buying into that shit. Yeah, I'm American, yeah. And then, you know, I'm 66 years old, so I grew up doing the civil rights struggles. Mm -hmm. When they integrated school, when I, I'm gonna answer your question. <laughs> but, when I, but when I was a little, when I was a little boy, see, I'm gonna write my book, it's gonna be called Colored Water. Colored Water. When I was a, when I was a little boy, my grandmother raised four of us. Mm -hmm. That's four, one, two, three, four. <laughs> She took me downtown for the first time, and I used to draw and paint and had coloring crayons and stuff and coloring books and all of that. I love art, yeah. just like my son. He got it from, from my bloodline, whatever. So we go downtown, oh, wow. And I see the water faucet that says colored water. Mm -hmm. And I go, colored water. <laughs> so I ran over there to that faucet, colored water. Water's coming out. It's just regular water. Where's the motherfucking like colored water? I'm like, what the fuck? I want some Kool-Aid and shit. This gonna yeah. be colored water. <laughs> say colored water. I know what. On my crayon box, say colored crayons is water. Colored water. What? Shit, just white. That, Ordinary that's, water. That sounds like you know when Safeway makes their own brand of whatever. Like yeah. the main thing is like this is a Kool-Aid. This is colored water. Yeah, I expect that shit to be grape or strawberry, strawberry or something. Yeah. And I'm getting Taste pissed the rainbow. off. Yeah, you know, and, and, and then my grandma said, boy, what are you doing? Get, get his drink and come on. Where's the colored water? She said, what? Where's the colored water? She said, come on, boy. I'll teach you about that one day. You don't need to know about that. I'm like, what the fuck? So then I found out that we have to go to the back to the restaurant in mm -hmm. a little window. We have to, entrance. I found out that we have to go to the movie. We have to go up up top or can't be down on the main movie floor, all that racist shit. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, damn, then I'm in school, in segregated school, where, where when I went to school, all the black kids went to one school from first to 12th grade. Mm -hmm. Teachers had to teach three classes at the same time. 
first graders, here's your lesson for today. I want second graders, here's your third graders, and, and that's the way it was all throughout school. Yeah. Then they had integration was going to start, and the first year of integration, you had the option to go to a white school or stay at the school you were at, and mm. then the next year was going to be mandatory. Yeah. So my grandmother said, well, you know, you can go to a white school this year if you want to. Mm. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I want to go to a white school. Yeah. Nice baseball uh, parks, and they got all the nice shit. I shit all raggedy and shit. You know, mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I want to go that to the white school. I got called nigger every day. I thought my name was nigger Coleman. Hey, nigger, and this, that, and the other. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I pledge allegiance to the flag shit just like you. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? You know, so I'm, I'm learning racism right off the bat. Bang, you know. So that so, was... So that's the first post-traumatic black starting <laughs> shit right there. Yeah. I'm walking home, well, I was throwing rocks at me, and bottles and shit. Nigga! Bam, I'm like, God damn, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> so, you know, so I'm just saying, now, when I hear white people say, oh, that was reverse racism, I'm gonna slap the shit out of them. You don't reverse racism. Yeah. So, go ahead. Did, so did that, what was the first question? <laughs> <laughs> How was, was it the military? The, the military, because I okay, because I, I I'm just interested, like okay, the the because I mean, you know yeah. music is so much derived from. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna show you how to be raised the way you were raised. Mm -hmm. Now I'm living in a little small town, but I have dreams and visions of flying, and I see valleys. I dream in color. I see Disney World, Technicolor shit. You know, mm -hmm. I see color. I dream in color. I know my ass ain't supposed to be in this little fucking town, this motherfucking shit here. What? Now I got, I, I see things on television. I want to go see that. I want, I dream about it. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going, walking downtown and I see the army uh, reserve, the army office, whatever. Mm -hmm. Discover the world. Dun, dun, dun. Discover the world. Join the army. And I'm like, Okay, when I was growing up, when you was when you were a manly boy, mm -hmm. you know, you want to be a, a soldier, mm -hmm. a fireman, mm -hmm. or a cowboy. When I was growing up, yeah, you want to be one of them three. Uh, and if you be in sports, you want to be a baseball player. Mm -hmm. All that good American shit. I, I I wanted to be a ninja cop. A what? A ninja <laughs> cop. I saw a lot of Jean Claude Van yeah. Damme movies. Okay, well, and, and well, see, that, that, that's how they program you because programs. Yeah. You know, you only saw westerns when I was growing up. Western. Mm -hmm. Oh, silver! Come on, nigger! I mean, trigger! Come on! You know, so you you are what you are based on what what you are. Yeah. So I wanted to be in the army. Sound like a cool thing to do to be in the army. Yeah. And I like I like parades and shit. Mm -hmm. I still do today. Even when I see them fucking uh, uh, Chinese soldiers marching and shit. Uh huh. No, some that's some bad shit. Yeah. Them motherfuckers. Be like, the the videos that they show of North Korea. Of all, oh, them motherfuckers in March, baby. They, they they can march, but the funny thing is they like they do so much choreography. They of be like marching the and they look and when they look that shit be. They have the whole stands, yeah, like, marching man. too, like doing choreography I mean, the, and so. I, I like, I like, I like order and I like, mm. you know, rhythm. Yeah, and you can see the rhythm of the world's rhythm. So yeah, I'm joining the army. Get the fuck out of me. Yeah, and then and then now not only am I going to join the army, the recruiter said, you know what? He's going to get an extra bonus if he, if he send you to you know the first infantry division. He he gets Ooh. paid extra, you know. So it's like, you know what? I think you should be in the first infantry division. That's you know you seem like the type. Of course, my ego. I yeah, I'm the type. I'm that. <laughs> motherfucker, motherfucker, I got this motherfucker. 
<laughs> so I joined the military. When I get home, well, I, I, I got my, my grandmother have to sign for me to join. So when, when she come home, the recruiter's car is there, and I, he's in the living room. And when she walks in, she say, uh, where do I sign? <laughs> he no question. How are you doing, Miss? Well, uh, where do I sign, sir? <laughs> Get this motherfucker out of here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I was like in the military. Now, I go through basic and all that, and I go from Florida. Never been out of the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. Always been warm, even during Christmas time, warm, you know, sunbathing and shit. Now, I join in December, and yeah. I go to Fort Knox, Kentucky. Never seen snow before. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so we do basic training in the winter. And, mm-hmm. and, and uh, all of us southern boys, we were like, snow, snow, oh, shit. We're wilding in snow and doing snow angels and devils and all kind of shit in the snow. <laughs> and, and all the northern guys looking at it like, Look at him. What the fuck's wrong? <laughs> Can you believe it? Look at him. Hey, don't eat the yellow snow. You know. <laughs> so I knew you gonna say that. So when I was in the army, I enjoyed being in the army and in the military. And some of my older friends that were went to Nam when they came back, and they they knew I was gonna join. They taught me all the uh, how to salute, march, and everything. Mm. To rear, march, all that shit, and whatever. So I was prepared. And they said, you know, the drill sergeant's gonna fuck with you. He's gonna be like, hey, motherfucker, what's your Just say, you're a drill sergeant. You know, don't let him get in your head. Just know that that's all bullshit. So, drill sergeant uh, says to me, where you from, Joe? You know, that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. I'm from Kissimmee, fuck. You say, kiss me, get out and give me 30. Kiss me, what kind of fuck? Fuck with you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, with when I was in, I, you still want to ask. <laughs> I enjoyed being in the army. I enjoyed uh, representing the United States. I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. I got uncles and shit that friends that were in the military, mm-hmm. and they always came back. They had a certain presence about the way they were. You know, they they shine. They look disciplined. I like that shit. But then. I was doing that. I was really into it, and and I liked it, and I was disciplined, and I became I, I was going up the ladder really fast, and I became an acting sergeant. I wasn't getting paid. I was a spec four, but I was be, I was representing, you know, sergeant for for the communications unit I was in. Okay. Thirty six K twenty. I was in communications, so I was in an artillery unit, and we have all the radios and and all the communication equipment. Yeah. And before we go on a training, uh, uh, before we go out to train, you have to come and sign, sign the tank. Guys have to come get their radio equipment and sign for that shit. Yeah. And uh, so I left for a minute, and, and one of the tank we had like 10 tanks that we have to put radios in and shit. And this one guy, he came and got his radio equipment and didn't sign for it. And I said, hey, this tank didn't sign for it. He said, he said he'd do it later. I said, hey, man, don't let none of that shit out of here because I'm I'm responsible for this shit, mother. Don't you get it? Well, he said, he my ass. <clears throat> fuck that. I don't give a fuck who it is. Mm-hmm. So me, I go get the Jeep, go down to the motor pool, go to his gun, take all that shit out, disconnect all that shit in the tank, put it back in there, and bring it back down to the combo shop. So he comes up, what the fuck? You know, he's so good old boy, redneck motherfucker, you know. Yeah, I, I was just about to ask. Yeah, that's what, he was just a redneck. It's one thing to be an asshole, but to be a redneck, racist asshole, that's triple mm-hmm. asshole. Yes. 
for me. So he's like yelling and screaming, just sign you sign sign that and we'll be fine, Sergeant. Fuck you motherfucker, I said, Man, get just get your shit and go. Fuck you, baby. Fuck you, baby. Be patient, my son. <laughs> <laughs> just be a good, nice black man. Let the white man spit and shit. What fight sparkles coming out of his mouth and spit sparkles and shit. <laughs> Don't don't crack him upside the motherfucking head yet. 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 Sergeant, you got three minutes to get the fuck out of my face. Uh-oh. You got three. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And Uh-oh. two of them gone. <laughs> Uh-oh. Fuck you. Bim. There we go. Fuck all this uh, we shall overcome shit. Motherfucker, you're dealing with a real motherfucking nigga now. I don't fuck all that Martin Luther King shit. I'm Malcolm X. I'm, I'm fuck you up. Yes. You done, you done got in my face, y'all. I let you get away. I gave you all the time to fuck with me. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to smack you upside your motherfucking head. All yeah. that peace. Okay. When they go low, you go high. Fuck all that, uh, Michelle. I go high up this side there. No, them motherfuckers go low. I'm going to go low and fuck them up. <laughs> Period. End of story. And that's the way the that's the way it it should be to me. If you fuck with somebody, mm-hmm. you go, you need to get dealt with, period, because mm-hmm. it's not necessary. So you got to stop them right at the core of the bullshit. Anyway, mm-hmm. so we fight. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker gets we're fighting, mm-hmm. and then this motherfucker he grabbed an ashtray, uh, a metal ashtray that's in the hallway, and he's swinging at me, and I duck, and I see him chip the wall. And now I'm really going Blackzilla on his ass now. <laughs> Blackzilla. <laughs> all right. Yo, so, all right. so, so, so. Next thing I feel is a motherfucker behind me pulling that tugging at me. I got this motherfucker around the throat choking mm-hmm. the shit out. Get ready to get, let him take a nap. <laughs> night, night. <laughs> and then I feel a motherfucker pull on me, and all I know is to take my elbow and just, mm-hmm. and it's a fucking colonel, full bird colonel of the of the battalion. And that my, oh shit. <laughs> I lost a strike. Oh. And after that, it was like, after, after I went and we had the little court martial shit, and I said, what happened? Mm. And I said, well, this mama did this, this one, I know I'm right, right? No. It's, it's like, that's when politics come in. Mm. That nigga hit me, fuck it. I don't give a fuck what he said. Get his ass. That's, that's the attitude. Mm. If it would have been reversed, it still would have been that way. Yeah. Because I'm a black mother. Like, yeah. So racism, I'm like, God damn. After that, I'm like, fuck that shit. So, so the uh, army was good, but it was bad too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so before you were in the army, were you were you already in the music? Like, were you already like, were you in the church uh, drumming and everything else? Or did it did all that stuff kind of happen afterwards? I did, I didn't like church. I didn't I didn't buy in a church too mm-hmm. good. You know. I just some something about church, but yes, I did play in the church, but I, I just played drums. The first time I can remember being alive, if I hear music, I'm gonna tap my hands. Mm-hmm. Whatever it was, any kind of music. If there's some drumming in it, mm-hmm. I'm going. <clears throat> that's all I want to do. P.S. All of our white viewers, that's called rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I, I, if I hear the rhythm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tap my So, how were you, 
how were you able to get like your your first like drum set? Where your was your family like in a position where they're able to do it, or did you have to get it because of the church? Or no, what? no, I was I was I was a uh, uh, I was in in uh, so, socialism. I had my grandmother. We were on welfare. Okay. My grandmother had four. Social of us. security. No, I'm saying what people talk about socialism <laughs> and shit. Well, I that's how I was raised off that shit. Yeah, government cheese and shit. Oh man, socialism. Okay. Kids won't even know what that is so today. So I just said you don't have a clue what it is to be me. You don't have a clue what it is to do what we had to do. But anyway, um, so my grandmother, you know, she raised four of us. Mm-hmm. She 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 didn't own a car. She walked. Had one black taxi cab to pick up all the black people. Mr. Ernest, uh, forget his name. But anyway. Uh, people don't realize that that was like a thing back in the day where you, where certain people within the community had to take certain jobs oh yeah. just for it to be a thing. Like, hey, if we, we don't have a black bus driver, we don't sit up here. No one, none of us can no, take the bus. No. I mean, like, my, my, my grandmother. She had like a seventh grade education, but she was smarter than anybody I ever knew. Yeah, I thought that my but, uh, was illiterate. But, yeah, but, blew my but mind. she cleaned people's homes and did all kind of shit to, to take care. My mother died on my tenth birthday, and my dad had another family in New York. He was at the Apollo Theater, MCing and stuff, and doing music and DJing. And, uh, and so this uh, just runs in the family, just a very artistic. <laughs> Yeah, accomplished yeah. family. All right. Yeah. So, so uh, that big old grin when he looked at you, Willard like too. you, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Willard Brown. He was uh, on the Negro League. He Hall he, he was he was a Hall of Famer. He the, his records hadn't been broken yet. But anyway, that's wow. another story. <laughs> but uh, so it's a four part episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Last day was with. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tony T.C. Coleman. <laughs> yeah, so 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 anyway, mm-hmm. we we had to have hand-me-downs. We had for Christmas, we had to make a decision. You want a toy, one toy, or you want a TV set? So we, I go, I want a drum. Well, everybody, you voted out. We want a TV set. Damn. So I just stick on the pots and pans, mm-hmm. and I'm dreaming of playing drums. If I see anybody on anywhere playing the drums. I gotta play drums. I'm going to be a drummer. Yeah. I used to draw little stick bands in first grade of me being a drummer in a band. That's all I ever wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I'm excited now when you talk about drums. I still have that in my heart and my soul. That's yeah. what I do. I'm a rhythm man. Yeah. I'm a rhythmatist. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I love drumming and, and music and, and anyway, so now I'm playing in different bands, but I, I played in bands before I joined the Army, and then I put a band together when I joined the Army, and we would play. How'd you get that first drum set? Oh, <laughs> damn it. I knew it was something I fucking forgot. Hey, everything you're saying still is super interesting. No, it's all it's good. Like, for days. Like, <laughs> just, you just sit back and okay, just okay. enjoy the ride. I got, I, I got, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying my, the side quest. My, okay, my first drum set. Yeah. So during integration, I had uh, about four really, really close white friends. Mm -hmm. And this one white friend, his name was Steve Moody. And his family, his dad and his mother took me in and the family as part of the family, you know, and my grandmother would take my friends, like treat them like family. Mm -hmm. So we were very, very close. And one day I was in their garage. You know, they had like the Leave it to Beaver type family, you know. 
the perfect world family, you know. See, always when I when I hear those kind of those kind of people, I'm just like, y'all got bodies buried somewhere in this house, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, they had like dinner time. Mm-hmm. Tony, where you bitch artists? Like Dave Chappelle says, like oh, that shit. I, I I've been there. Mm-hmm. So you know, Tony, join us today. Oh, I gotta go home, Miss Moody. No, it's fine. Cleo will understand. I'll take you home. She'll be she okay. Okay, let me see what y'all got. Anyway, <laughs> so, so we're going stuffing. to go. <laughs> <laughs> so I kicked her in the pussy. <laughs> so, oh my God. No. <laughs> no. Uh, oh. So I'm in the garage, their garage, and I look up in, in their garage. There's some drums up there, dusty. Mm-hmm. And I go, You guys got drums? And they go, Oh, yeah, that. And so Mr. Moody was like, yeah, they never play it. They're just up there. Cause I, go, I play drums. Mm-hmm. You do? Well, take them down, Tony. And I set them up and shit. <laughs> See, I tell you. He said, those are yours, Tony. What? <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Booty. I love you. Mm-hmm. Gave me my drums, first drum kit. How old were you then? I was in fourth grade, so... Let me see. Did I? Did I? Why? Why can we ever do that math? Like after a certain yeah, age, yeah. like you, you get, you get like into high school, and you're like, how old was I in fourth grade? <laughs> I was like ten, nine or something. to ten, yeah. Yeah, I might have been twenty. I was a dumb motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, the you're saying the first band you were in that happened before you went into the military? Right? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. And then when you when you got out of the military, how long did it take for you to get be able to get back into music? Because you were saying that you had to work at Disney World. Yeah. So were you able to like set aside time? Were you like in the middle of the night, like in like secret jazz clubs? Being t- 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 you know? Oh yeah, I would. I all the musicians knew me, and I was much better and stronger. You know, when mm-hmm. I when I came out of the army, and I was a little mature. Discipline. Yeah, I could I could really focus. I was really good at it. And I, I took pride in it more from being in the military. So it taught me discipline, you know, to really focus. You're going to be good at something. If you're going to be the goodest, <laughs> be the goodest. So I was about. That's the art show, the goodest. <laughs> so, I, so I was about being the goodest. So uh, now let me, let me just share something with you. This, this, is, this is a funny story. Uh, I have to blow my nose here. Go, go for it. Don't worry, it ain't COVID, mama. I'm, I'm be honest. I am still surprised that, like, literally everyone, like, in my sphere has had it. Yeah. But it's it's coming these like weird ways. Like, none of my friends got it when it first happened. Right. And then slowly, like, the first tier group got it. And then now, recently, like, the the the, uh, a closer inner circle got it. And I'm just like, yo, I'm so lucky. But I'm going, I'm going to New York on Friday or Saturday. Yeah. and Yeah. And I'm just like. This is gonna be when I get it, isn't it? Well, when are you coming back? Uh, I'm I'm doing one of those 24 hours. I'm going. Oh, you're just gonna go and come right back. Yeah, I leave at like six in the morning, and I'll go hang out there, do the show, and then I come back at seven in the morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I how I usually do it. It is, it's great because it's it's that 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 plane sleep. It's that's a beautiful sleep. I don't know. It's just like I'm just like, I and the thing is I snore. I snow horribly. I think I have sleep apnea. So when I'm on yeah, the plane, I have, it. I have it. I'm on, I'm on the plane one time. Got on the plane, fell asleep immediately. 
Like I'm I'm before the wheels take off, and as we land, I wake up. Yeah. So the wheel we we take off. I'm asleep, and I'm sitting next to this couple, and then halfway through the flight, I wake up and I'm just like, "Oh, where did, did your wife go to the bathroom? Because I, I I need to go." Like she's like, like um. No, no, no. She, uh, she, uh, she changed seats. Your ass is going so deep. I'm that guy, you know. I realized I had a problem then. I was like, y'all didn't wait. No, all right. There's something about an airplane chair that just makes you sleepy, even though it's like not even that comfortable. I I could just sit there and just be like, I I try to be asleep when I get on the flight Mm -hmm. so I can just be asleep. Are you, are you window or aisle? I'm aisle. See, I'm, I don't know what it is about my frame. I just get hit the whole time by the cart, all the passengers, that, and that, everything else. It, do, it doesn't matter because I put my arms in the in the seat belt and just kind of have them <laughs> so I don't spread out. You make your own little straight jacket. Yeah, I put tighten that shit. I put it there so I'd be like this. And uh, then because I like to be on the aisle, if I if I want to use the restroom, I don't yeah. want to have to excuse me and I gotta wait for the to get up and I gotta be, uh, excuse me. I didn't mean to put my midsection in your face. Uh, get your ass up. Uh. I, just, I forcibly make him get up and go into the yeah, aisle. I hate, I hate I'm like, that. I'm not scooting past you. Get yeah, the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> but uh, most people will do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, have you, I, I almost don't want to ask this question because I, I know what the answer is going to be. That? And it's going to be... Come you, on. You, 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 you ever get into it on, on one of the flights? Well, see... I'm ignorant, but I'm not stupid. Okay. <laughs> I, I I don't. I I fly for a living, so I can't risk, you know, getting getting blackballed on the airplane. But, yeah. But uh, so what I do is I've had some ignorant shit happen where I had to kind of puff up a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, where I had to. Hey, motherfucker! Look, you need to chill with this bullshit right now, okay? Mm-hmm. Seriously, you do, you know, come on now, you know. So I had some shit. Here's an example of what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I was I was coming from, I was coming from uh, Detroit, Michigan. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was flying, I was flying out Motor here. City. And right next to my gate was a bar. Uh and I was sitting at, I didn't want, I didn't, I, I never like to sit in the middle of everybody. Yeah. I always, I'll sit across wherever, the, the, just away and, and just have my eye on the gate, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So the bar was empty. So I went over there and sat in by the bar and I, and I, I wasn't going to drink or anything, but I was just going to sit there. Actually, I was on the outer side of the bar. Okay. Where the, where the, uh, like all the foot traffic is. Yeah, where, where the foot traffic is, by. but they got yeah. the tables around. Yeah. yeah. And I and the and the and the, the, the young lady she wasn't no lady. She was a bitch. <laughs> oh she came God. up and said, Can I get first of all, I, she was being an asshole immediately. Mm-hmm. This how you know, you know, that that black shit, you know, it's mm-hmm. the difference from being an asshole and being a racist asshole. Yeah. We we got sensors that can tell you. Yeah. Now she she could have been a bitch and said mm-hmm. What are you drinking? You know, and ready. She said, are you going to drink? I said, am I going to drink? No, I'm just sitting here telling my fuck. Well, you can't sit here if you're not going to buy something. 
nigga. That's what I hear. Nigga. <laughs> now she might be she might be just being a regular bitch, but I know she wasn't because there was a white dude sitting at the bar, drunk, laughing and talking, and then I said, I'm just gonna sit here. You're not busy. I mean, I don't see anybody. It's like the last flight of the night. So mm-hmm. what the fuck you tripping about? Yeah. No, I'm not drinking. I'm getting ready to get on the flights. They're, they're getting ready to call us in a second. Well, you need, so she want to insist. Mm-hmm. You need to buy something. Nigga, you need to buy something. That's what I hear. <laughs> Black motherfucker. <laughs> so I'm getting pissed. I said, I'm not buying shit. And I'm going to sit here in the next five minutes. You just deal with it. Or you can call security. That's your choice. I'm, I'm not going no motherfucking where. Mm-hmm. Bitch, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but I didn't say it. I just expressed it in a way that... You, you now have to do a song with E-40. <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, now sure. she goes back over there to uh, Mr. America over there with his drunk ass. Now he gets in it. You should do what she said. Now how the fuck you get... Do you work here now? <laughs> see, uh, see, this is like that comedy sketch about the difference between white people's shit and black people's shit. Now, if I'm at the bar drunk or drinking, mm-hmm. and I see some shit going down with the bartender, as long as he ain't beating the upside the head or fucking with the bitch or something, I ain't got shit to say. But mm-hmm. now she gonna be, yeah, that black motherfucker over there won't do what I said. I'll go tell him. <laughs> you need to get up. She was telling. Who the fuck are you, man? So he 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 don't work here. I say, man, you need to get the fuck out of my. Hey, man, fuck it. So this motherfucker gonna still fuck with me. Mm-hmm. He was on the same flight as you. Same flight. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's behind right me. That motherfucker's like, yeah, you ain't you ain't tough. You ain't you know. See that that white privilege shit is telling him I'm mm. in white land Detroit I can fuck with a nigga mm. and and I'm and I'm going to Oregon too mm. and fuck that black motherfucker yeah. he's bigger than me and whatever I'm still gonna fuck with him because mm. I'm drunk and I'm white mm. and I can fuck with a nigga that's what this drunkness tells me yeah and he ain't gonna do shit about it See, and I said hey man you need to chill with that shit really you need to chill because I'm telling you right now I'll fuck you up. is that a threat no 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 I'm gonna fuck you up you keep on mm-hmm. I'm serious. Cause see, I only got I, my meter to to for, for bullshit. As I get older, it, when it comes to some racist bullshit, it's <laughs> it's real thin. Mm-hmm. So, so this motherfucker sitting but cross from me on the aisle now, and he's he's just looking at me. So you know what I do? Mm-hmm. I get up, I go down to the front where the, the flight attendant is. Two flight attendants. I said, "Excuse me, can I have a word with you? That this is a, this is a problem here." Yes, what's the problem? I said, look, me and this guy got into it about the bar situation because I got to explain the whole motherfucking story. She's like, hurry up, sir, like I'm doing now. <laughs> so he's, hurry up, what's the issue? I said, the issue is this. This dude keep fucking with me. Yeah. And now, look, I'm a professional traveler, okay? I'm not just a nigga on here just traveling. I, this is what I do for a living, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm a professional. I'm a platinum traveling motherfucker. Yeah. So you need to watch this guy and help me from fucking him up. Mm-hmm. We will. So he's just looking at me and shit. And the flight attendant is like giving me the eye like, I see it. Mm-hmm. 
So I we flying, I go to sleep, we get out here to Oregon. And I and before we land, I hit the bell and I tell the flight attendant, "Would you do something for me, please? Would you have have one of your gate agents escort me down the baggage claim? Cause I will kill this motherfucker and fuck up my life and <laughs> and can't fly no more and shit like that. So would you please just just walk with me? So I need a witness because a nigga gotta have a witness. Yeah. Because well, because uh, if I don't say something, and please and then, let it be a white witness. And then, and then and, and yeah, she was white and she got a red coat for for Delta Airlines. It was Delta Airlines. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the lady was waiting on me. They had the lady. They said, I said, and he's looking like he wants to start some shit. Mm -hmm. But see, I'm a smart dumbass nigga. See, <laughs> I know to get me some witnesses mm -hmm. because whatever I whatever go down, if it's just he and I. Mm -hmm. When those white police officers show up, oh, yeah. it's gonna be me. Yeah, always. In so that's from post-traumatic black syndrome shit. I gotta protect my black ass. So I'm ignorant, but I'm not stupid. Mm -hmm. So, I, I, you know, there, there's so many other things I want to ask you, but I realize we only may get two more stories out of this episode. <laughs> okay, I cut them short. All right, I cut them short. <laughs> <laughs> because for me, for me, listen, I love people. I love yeah. humanity. I love all human beings, decent people. I love yeah. good people because there's some black motherfuckers that I can't stand either now. Oh, yeah. But I'm simply saying I don't like assholes. Mm. But I particularly, when you add the racism to it, mm. and see this country here is racist. Yeah. This, is a ra this is a racist country. Yeah. It's racist motherfuckers that don't like black motherfuckers, okay? So let's stop playing games. This is a racist motherfucker, America. Dude, it... Uh, and I'm gonna say this, and I'll okay. shut the fuck up. For a second. <laughs> He's like, one second. But I got a lot of fucking brothers and sisters that are white. Mm -hmm. I got white people in my family. We mix, we beautiful people, but we can't be so fucking passive, quiet, and always taking that high ground all the motherfucking time. Cause racist motherfuckers are like bullies. You have to knock the fuck out of them to make them shut the fuck up. See, that's the thing. It goes back to what we were saying earlier: being a dangerous man. Oh, uh, what, what? Oh no, I was just I, my. Your legs got tired? Yeah, I'm just sitting up, sitting down. <laughs> oh, that's one of those things about, like, I, that makes me understand, like, you have to be a dangerous man. You have to be capable of doing X, to. Y, and Z. You have to. And it's just like, yo, I have to live my life as a loaded trigger. I actually get in arguments with my girl about it, about, uh, like, how to raise our son. I'm like, you can't make him soft, and you can't also do this, like, free-range parenting. Because the thing is, at the end of the day, he's black. And... And it's the thing, and forgive, forgive me for saying this, he can't have, and, and Marcy coined this phrase, he can't have these light-skinned tendencies with this white mindset because he's gonna go out in the world and do something and not realize what the altercation's going to turn into. I agree. It's, the, it's one of those situations where it's like, nah, nigga, just shut up, the cops are here, X, Y, and Z's going on, just let's, yeah, yo, we gotta cool, we just gotta go. We gotta cool out, we gotta go. And they're not going to. Or he's gonna sit up here and think that he's so privileged because he's been grown and, and, and ne mom never said no or whatever else, get in the traffic stop, get a little lippy, get a bullet in him. And it, it's, it's the weird, subtle thing that's like, and I, I'll say this especially for people that are black that do not grow up around black communities or do not have a black family outlet that tells them what it is to be black and shows them what it is to be black. Like You come back home to it. Because it's the thing that you have these instances where you have to not become obedient, 
but become um, trying to think of the right word for it submissive to a standpoint for your survival. Yeah, I've, I've done it all my life. And, yeah. and, but it's the thing yeah. that like, when when we try to give our children, especially when it ends up being like mixed race families, cause my, my son's mixed, my girl's white. And it's the Obviously thing, my, my son's mixed. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's the thing that's like, I know you want, you want to sit up here and raise him in a certain way, yeah, I know. And, and you want to do yeah, certain things, and I'm like, work. and I'm like, you can't, you can't, you be, can't, he can't be, he can't be too soft or too caring yeah. within certain regards. Like I want him to be. See, see, here's my whole thing. Mm-hmm. Y'all are the motherfuckers that said uh, uh, I pledge allegiance to the flag and shit. Uh, United we stand shit. Well, okay, I believe that. Mm-hmm. So I can do whatever the fuck, whatever you do, I can do. Mm-hmm. I can do anything you do. And, and I should be treated the same way they treat you. Now, I've been traveling all my life professionally around the world. Mm-hmm. I see shit. I watch. I'm a good observer. I don't just talk. I watch shit. And yeah. I study motherfucking shit. And I, and I can tell you exactly what I see. I look at shit in detail. All right. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Because I got to ask this because I just remember this. All right. So I went to Japan. And everybody told it told me what it was gonna be like. I'm like, hey man, Americans that love Americans, that yeah. so many beautiful girls, that they're gonna sit up here and love your accent and everything else. And I went out there, and I understand that I'm a nigga here, but I was a nigga there. <laughs> it was the weirdest. Oh my gosh, thing. my aunt took one of her black friends out to Japan, and my aunt's like, my aunt kind of on some of that like white savior shit, and so she was like, she was describing it to me because I was like, I might go to Japan today. She's like, oh. It's kind of racist this type of thing i was like oh yeah i know like i'm aware <laughs> and she was just talking to me she's like but don't worry it's not because you're american it's because they just think you're from actually from africa and yes you're gonna, and you're gonna rob them i was like that's <laughs> not good that's still not good so like i don't know why you're talking to me like that's a good thing like, yeah it's not a good thing <laughs> what were you gonna ask so you being a musician i know you've been to japan i know you're going out there and play yo you should tell him the michael jackson story Oh, about meeting Michael in Japan. That, oh, that was can. a tour, right? Yeah. <laughs> but what's your you question? You met Michael Jackson? No, no, I'm, I'm, screw my question. <laughs> Go there. The well, I'm sure that can layer in. No, I, 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 I was just gonna. I was that. just. I was just basically being like, uh, how were you treated out there? Like, was it? Was it? Was it like you know you're with BB King with these people everyone recognized that you were X Y and Z or was it the thing that you're like? Nah, y'all niggas are still a bunch of niggas. Like we don't. We... Well, well, you a bunch of niggas until they find out that you a nigga that's got talent. Mm-hmm. As long as you buck dancing and entertaining, motherfuckers, yeah. you you ain't a nigga. You's a buck dancing nigga. You just a happy nigga. So until you show that you just a regular person, mm-hmm. a regular nigga, nigga, then they find out they don't particularly care for that part of you. They want that happy buck dancing motherfucker. I'll be on Facebook acting silly, having fun and shit, cause mm-hmm. that's my spirit. Mm-hmm. I like to be happy, I like to laugh, I like to do goofy shit. Mm-hmm. I like to laugh at discipline, over-discipline bullshit type things. I like to just be funny and natural and and uh, uh, do sneaky shit like uh, I ain't supposed to do, you know, like. <laughs> I don't know what that oh means. I don't know what that is. Yo, even, when but, Obama uh, was but, in Austin. Oh, yo, when we, went, <laughs> we, we went to see o- Obama, and what did we do? Just, oh my God, so all right, dad's like, all right, we're in town. Obama's here. It's history. Like this is before he was elected. He was mm-hmm. like, we got to go witness history. Campaigning. Yeah, he's campaigning. He's on uh, Congress, like right in front of the Capitol. The streets are like flooded with you know thousands of people. You can't walk. And we get there. 
We make our way down, and of course we're like blocks away from the front. My dad's like, yo, we gotta get up to the front, let's go. So we're, we're getting our way through the crowd, and like, I'm like, where is this man going? Like, we're going sideways, like the stage is all the way down the street. And uh, he's like, we gotta hop this fence. <laughs> I'm like, you know Secret Service is gonna be on our ass. That's right. Like, you, you about to hop this fence right now? Yes. He's like, yes, let's go. Let's go, son. <laughs> and what? his big black ass is hopping over this fence, gets over it. <laughs> And I'm like, oh shit, people are like, what are these crazy ass motherfuckers doing? And I hop over, as soon as I get over, excuse me, what are you two doing? Like, suit. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, oh yeah, well, we were just walking through and it was so crowded, we felt like we just had to hop the fence to get through. He's like, nope, hop right back over. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, we hop over and just try and elbow through that giant ass crowd. I'm like, I'm so embarrassed right now. <laughs> But see, that's well, like that America you taught get me that. It, though. America taught me that. That's like it. I'm gonna answer your other question. Like Japan. <laughs> but America taught me. You gotta that. get a tally for that. America, America, <laughs> America taught me how to do that. That's called. That's called. <laughs> mother, do this out here so we yeah, can, you gotta take the initiative got, and like you got, make your yeah, own you opportunities. Got, you got. You gotta make shit happen. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna ask about Japan. But I'm just simply saying. Oh, you got no. You didn't. Oh, damn. I forgot. Matter of fact. <laughs> Ron, listen, Ron, yeah. Ron, 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 listen. Yeah. <laughs> the actually the Animal uh, Station Planet uh, TV show taught me that. I mean, look, if the if the if the Animal Planet, if the baby Animal Planet, if the baby whatever it is, the little baby uh, animal, mm -hmm. the tiger, uh, duck, whatever the fuck, mm -hmm. if you got like nine of them motherfuckers and it's, and it's eight titties, mm -hmm. and they're trying to get to that titty. <laughs> And that little motherfucker that can't push his way through that titty, he ain't gonna make it. <laughs> the run of the litter, yeah. yeah he gonna be the weak, uh, the mm -hmm. weak chick, the weak motherfucker that didn't get nothing because he was so motherfucking timid and weak and shit. And I was like, move out the way, motherfucker. Give me, I'm that, I'm that one that's saying, move out the way, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get, oh, I'm gonna get mine, yo. So if I got a chance. I, I I know they ain't gonna shoot a nigga at, for for uh, around a bunch of white folks with his son to go see the black first could be president. They gonna mm -hmm. say, nigga, get your ass over. There. You can't be over yeah. here. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I, I I always wanted like if if Barack Obama when like he was like first coming into office and they're like setting up everything for him like he's like uh yeah so my secret service is all gonna be black. And he's like uh false. But I, I, I so I so wanted for to just to pretend like he's like he's got like the coldest all the different military well, branches well, all he, the brothers. In well, he could he I'll tell you how he could have been better. But anyway, the, in Japan, <laughs> yeah, first time I went to Japan in 1978 mm -hmm. with Otis Clay did a first uh, live record, and it was Otis Clay live. Look it up, Otis Clay live in Tokyo, Japan. Okay. He's got two of them. One has the Hodges brothers who recorded with Al Green, that mm -hmm. band. But we were the first ones who recorded with Otis Clay live in Tokyo. The first time we went to Japan in 78, they weren't used to too many, too many black entertainers coming to Japan. It was like a rare thing, you know, a, a novelty kind of thing. You know, some black women was coming over here. So it was like jazz musicians always try to be intellectual and shit, you know, like the old school jazz, they want to be, we're not those niggas over there. Let's put our fingers up when we drink coffee. <laughs> we're articulate. <laughs> we don't shit, say shit like, come here. <laughs> <laughs> I 
the, I miss the educated jazz, motherfucker. I went to college. Uh, for, for once again, for all of our white viewers and listeners, um, this is what it's like for black people to hang out with other black people. It's just this <laughs> funny all the fucking time. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's, it's a beautiful shit. Just get this is the inside of like yeah, black yeah. family moments. Like you have you have the cookout. You like. Hey, I'm gonna go talk to Uncle. They're like, oh man, we gonna we gonna go. So nah, this is gonna be funny as shit. I'm gonna stay over here for a minute. Yeah. So like, so we came over there like some real niggas. Mm -hmm. Like, damn man, hey, man, hey, give me some of them sushis and shit. <laughs> <laughs> give me two of them sushis. You know, shit like that. You know, mm -hmm. hey man, where the motherfucking McDonald's sushi and shit at? You know, clowning and doing sushi shit. And they think, oh, that's something I do. <laughs> and they like us because we're entertainers and shit. Yeah. As long as you can dribble the ball, uh, don't dribble, but dribble the ball, <laughs> or goddammit, uh, play music, yeah. or tell jokes, and be happy, and clown, and do shit that's entertaining, you okay until we until we figure out that's what you are. Mm. You're just a regular nigga. Yeah. But when we find out that you're a nigga that can dance and sing and play music and all of that shit, you're okay. But when you go there and try to be, you be like the shit. They be like, nigga. <laughs> I want the underground piece, you know. So that's in anything, as long as you got some talent and shit, you know, you uh, you you get a free pass until you do, till you keep fucking up. Mm -hmm. Then they'd be like, "Fuck that nigga! I don't give a fuck what he do. He fucked up. He keep we keep giving him passes and pa OJ Simpson passes. And passes. <laughs> oh. We keep giving this motherfucker passes. He he showing us that he's a fucked up individual, Bill Cosby. You keep giving passes. Oh, and shit. <laughs> Nah, motherfucker, that shit is over, goddamn, right there. You know, I'm just simply saying, man, that's yeah. the real deal. But then you know what? Black people, we still surround and try to protect you, even though when you fucked up, we still try to help you out. Yeah, because I mean, that's how we are about each other. So Jay Z said it best in 4:44. What? I'm not black. I'm OJ. Yeah, I love <laughs> okay. that. Okay, I love that. Okay, okay, I love that. Uh, so when did? So how did you meet BB King? Like, how did you become a part of of the band? Well, well, first of all, I hated the blues. Hated it. <laughs> hated blues. So wait, wait. Did you ever see the uh, real quick? Did, have you ever seen um, Spike Lee's Mo Better Blues? Fuck Spike Lee. <laughs> what is it? Cletus. Hot Cletus. take. <laughs> red red Sanford. All right. I, I got it. I, I, whatever else we were going to talk about that's now out the window. What? Why fuck Spike Lee? Because when Mo Better, when he did Mo Better Blues and shit mm -hmm. about jazz, mm -hmm. I was in New York and I and I tried to get in touch with Spike Lee and I called that motherfucker because I'm a motherfucker. I'm gonna keep doing shit till I'm dead. Mm -hmm. Like, is he dead? That motherfucker's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I called that man's office, called his office. I wanted him to do something about the blues, about beep, blues, blues, not that Mo Better Blues jazz shit, that uppity shit. Cause that, like I said, most jazz people try to, black people try to be intellectual. I went to college and I know big words and shit, but you'll never understand. Yeah. I ain't all about that bullshit. Mm -hmm. But I tried to say, hey man, Spike Lee, I left my name with that motherfucker. I told him, the lady said, I, motherfucker, I called him. I I told him, B.B. King's drummer. Yeah, Tony Coleman, B.B. King's drummer. Tell him, motherfucker, I got an idea about doing something about the blues, about all the old black blues musicians and shit, uh -huh. and about how these motherfuckers here created the best music in the world. Yes. And, shit. and I need to talk to the brother. I need to talk to him. He need to talk to me. Spike Lee, I dig Spike Lee. That motherfucker never called me back, ever, never, <laughs> never, ever, never, never, ever. Now, he don't want to hear shit from, from me. 
And then, and then, you know, for me, it's like this: when you become really, really successful, and you black, mm -hmm. but most most successful people, period, come from humble beginnings. Mm -hmm. Usually, come from small towns and shit. Like all them motherfuckers that's rolling deep and heavy and shit was some broke ass motherfuckers. But the difference between a lot that I noticed with white country people, mm -hmm. when they become successful, they still the same humble mother. They still, you can walk up to them. I can walk up to the redneckest, countryest motherfucking multimillionaire, jet flying, private jet motherfucking country artist and say, Hi, I'm Tony. Get over here, son. How you doing, Tony? Glad to meet you. Goddamn. You and your voices. You need to just straight, you know, you know what? Quit the music game. Go, go, go do voiceovers for animation. Be, be the black Robin Williams. Because, oh, man. You do. You are the black Robin Williams. That is literally it. The voices, the stories, everything. Right, right. You, I'm telling you. I don't give a fuck. Them motherfuckers don't have no entourage of motherfuckers. They be with a few folks. Mm -hmm. Hey, famous country lady. Mm -hmm. Hi, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. I tell her, hi, Tony. I just wanted to say hi. Hi, where are you from? What are you doing? Hey, Beyonce, 90 motherfuckers around him. Mm -hmm. Nigga, get back, nigga. <laughs> I just want to tell her hi, goddamn. Hey, man, get the fuck back, man. Jay-Z, I ain't got time right now. Yeah. Move, nigga, get back. I'm simply saying, so a lot of times when we become successful and we black, we mm -hmm. forget to be black. We we think we all of that kind mm -hmm. of shit. We bigger and higher than the rest of you motherfuckers. See, well, it's, it, you should be honored to talk to me. Man, fuck you, man. It, it becomes that thing because I, I think it's the sense of blank has made it out the hood. He's got to bring all of us with them. And so it becomes a thing because you always hear about it like, hey, uh, this person made it out. Their family basically made them broke because everybody was trying to borrow money from him. He's like, hey, man, when I get when I when I get rich and I'm like 40 million deep, you got the first meal, man. Oh, bro, I love you. Thank you. And then it actually happens. And then they're like, oh, man, hey, I can't I can't yeah. do this all day. Yeah, well, them kind of motherfuckers, I don't like them either. No, but no. I'm simply saying. If you see a, if me, I, I'm like BB, BB, mm -hmm. and the, the blues guys I know who who were successful black musicians and shit. BB was the same everywhere you see him. It didn't matter. He mm -hmm. he he would talk to your ass. You'd be like, "Damn, Mr. King, let me go. I just wanted an autograph." Well, come here, son. I, did I tell you the time about the mule I used to walk behind? <laughs> Man, I don't want to hear that shit. I just want to let me go, now. Let me go. Come back, son. Come back over here. You so, know. how did you meet BB King? <laughs> <laughs> Is that another I, tally? You gotta put that down. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, that was my fault because I, 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 okay. I asked the Spike Lee Mo Better Booze custom, so it's partly my fault. So I'll, I'll give you, I'll just give you a little half. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I had a first of all, I had a premonition that I was gonna work with BB King. I snuck, I snuck in the Cool Jazz Festival before I was famous. Mm -hmm. I snuck in the like, backstage. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> with, the with the flute? Should we get another? Should we get a separate tally going for that's another story? <laughs> okay, okay. So, 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 so I was in Kansas City. I was in Kansas City with my aunt, who, who, who my uncle was, Willard Brown, okay. the famous Negro League baseball player. And she lived in Kansas City. And Your she took family me, is stacked. Yeah, and she, and she took me to the Black Musicians Union where. Charlie Parker and everybody hung out, all those. And they used to go to their house mm -hmm. on the weekends and have house parties and shit. To wee hours in the morning, cook breakfast and party. And I met Satchel Page. I didn't know who the fuck he was. I, 
I, I knew who he was, but I didn't care because mm. I didn't appreciate my blackness, my black roots and shit. I knew my uncle played with the Negro League. I'm like, oh, okay. Jackie so Robinson what? was on the Jackie team. Jackie Robinson was on his team and, and uh, you know, games. all of that. But it didn't mean shit to oh, me. Because since out of the jersey now. Yeah, it didn't mean anything because I'm black. I don't, that ain't, that ain't important. Fuck mm. that shit, you know. I don't give a care about that. Mm. But anyway, so they had the Cool Jazz Festival three days, uh, two days, Friday and Saturday. Mm. Oh, and Sunday, yes. I'm stationed at Fort Riley, Kansas. Me and my friend go to see my aunt. They they take us to the jazz fest. I had I said, I'm gonna take see how I think about shit. So I had a flute. I said, I'm gonna take this flute to the jazz festival. No. <laughs> I know exactly where you go with this. Please keep going, keep going, keep going. Now now, see it's a it's a lot it, I can get in any security except the White House. I could probably do that too if I wanted to, really. <laughs> I can get past any security. If I if I had to, if I had to play dead, I get it that motherfucker. But anyway, so I just imagine you as the new 007. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Instead of the just, music actually playing, you're actually doing it with the. Yeah, I'd be I'd be I'd 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 be in at, at home drawing, drawing the the backstage pass and shit, and making a counterfeit backstage pass, <laughs> and get a passport picture and put my picture on and take it to a dumb motherfucking security man that ain't been there just doing the weekend security job. Mm -hmm. He just see a tag. He don't. He ain't looking at the motherfucker. No, oh, keep going though, because you actually okay. do that in this story in a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Go, 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 so, go. so I tell my friend Russell. I say, hey man. I'm looking, I'm, the, the stage is right there, but I see all the artists on the golf course go from the stage, back there, and I see the security shit, I see the music, look, goddamn, that's Freddie Hubbard back there, fuck, that's Freddie Hubbard, oh man, there's there's uh, Bill Withers and shit, you know, whoever's on there, you mm -hmm. know, there's the Ozzy Brothers back there, damn, Woo. you know, I'm looking at all these motherfuckers, oh, that's the New Birds Band, wow, man, goddamn, okay, it's time to go down there, come on, Russell, let's go, what we gonna do, follow me. Now what you gonna do? I'm gonna take this flute. Cause the, the lady on on this concert named Bobby Humphrey. She plays flute. Mm -hmm. She's from Houston. Bobby Humphrey. Mm -hmm. Look her up. She plays flute. <laughs> so she had a hit. So I said, follow me. Just stay beside me, like I told my son. Just don't don't say shit. Mm -hmm. Just do like this. And just look. So you're the one that messed up the the jumping over the fence. And no, I jumped over himself. I follow So 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 I'm thinking, okay. I'm gonna get backstage so I can meet these motherfucking musicians. So take the flute out. Mm -hmm. Just walk, security guy standing there walk. Yeah, man, yeah, so, so, so. Hey, where's your pass? What? Oh, I got Bobby Humphrey's new flute right here I gotta take in. She, I'm from the flute company. Oh, yeah, she suspected me. Oh, oh okay, see, that, back then it was kind of lackadaisical until they learned about motherfuckers like me. Oh, that, they, they still do that now. Yeah. <laughs> they still do that now. Just, just, like, just like going to Japan, black, they love you until too many motherfuckers came over and stopped fucking up. Mm -hmm. They go, no, nah, we ain't happy to see them motherfuckers there. We find out what they're doing. But anyway, so I get the flute and shit, you know. See, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Come on, man, let's go. <laughs> so now we let's just sit our ass here on one of the cases and just just sit for a minute and watch, observe what the scenario is. And I see famous musicians that I got their records at home and shit, and I'm fucking starstruck like a motherfucker. And I'm like, Hey, Ashley. Hey, man. How you doing, man? Good to see you, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> like what I did to Wale. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like like he's backstage, shit. He ain't got nothing to do. He's bored, you mm -hmm. know. He, he he's talking. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, Good to see you, man. I'm a drummer, man. My friend played bass. Oh yeah, who y'all here with? Uh, we, we, you know, we play tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> I 
gotta be quick. Gotta be quick, man. It's like you to know. catch me if you can. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Or I'll fly a different plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, in the jump so, seat. So he goes, Yeah, man, we we really ain't supposed to be back here, but we'll be here tomorrow. But guy let us in. So we just gotta have to sit here with, with no pass and shit. You ain't got no pass? Mm-hmm. No. But you know, we cool. We just sit here. We can hear the music from here. Oh, okay, let me get you guys a pass. Let me get my tour manager. Hey, Bill, give me two passes, man. For the what's your name? Tony, Sonny Coleman. What? Tony? Yeah, Tony. Yeah, give him pass. Oh yeah, okay. There you go. Got the pass. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's on now, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go meet every motherfucking body. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, I'm Tony Coleman. Anyway, make a long story short. Walk. <laughs> This is a short version. War, war is on stage with, yeah. with the with the Ohio players. Whoo! War and Ohio players. So I go meet Lee Oscar. The, I, I recognize Lee Oscar because he's the only white Afro guy in War. Mm-hmm. You gonna meet, see Lee before you can recognize anybody else. I said, "Hey Lee, what's up?" Lee was like, "Hey man, how you doing?" Hey man. Now I said, "I'm gonna be real with this motherfucker." He said, "Oh, you with the Osley brothers?" I said, "Yeah, man. My cousin played with the Osley brothers." Oh yeah, which one is he? Well, uh, he he's a uh, actually he don't play anymore. He's the <laughs> <laughs> see what it happened was <laughs> my checking account. Was <laughs> he he actually he tried to bust now. He just mm. <laughs> oh, oh cool man. man 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 we fucking look Lee we're in the military we're in the army man. Some tell me you can be real with the cat mm-hmm. and we snuck back here man and uh, we want to be musicians famous music you do. Lee Oscar said, that's fucking amazing. So come with me, man. We're getting ready to rehearse before we go on stage. We play in the dressing room. We warm up. We play. Come on. You can come hang with us. Lee Oscar. I love you, Lee Oscar. <laughs> Lee Oscar. I'm in the military. And I and, and Lee said, if you ever come to L.A., look us up at Far Out Productions. We're on Sunset and blah, blah, blah. Gave me his information. He said, send me a tape of your drumming, you know, if I do anything to help you. And he let us hang with, met everybody in war. I remember meeting the sax player. He was from... Uh, Kansas. He was from a, a small town in Kansas. He was an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got stabbed. Loved everybody in war. He got this stabbed. To death. He got stabbed. To oh, death. but he he was. <laughs> I remember Lee Oscar had his own album out, and I asked the sax player, "Hey man, when you gonna put your?" He was trying to warm up. Like who the fuck Lee got in these motherfuckers? You can, you can tell he like it. Mm-hmm. See, I try to break it up. Hey man, you sound great, man. When you gonna put a record out? I ain't putting no motherfucking record out. Don't fuck with me right now, like motherfucking little bums. What the fuck you doing? It? I'm like, asshole. I like everybody in war except your motherfucking ass. You need to go slip in the darkness somewhere, motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> shit. Slip in the darkness? Mm. Slip in the darkness. <laughs> anyway. Just, yeah. mm, all right, all right. Yep, yep. Uh, no, so once again, uh, how'd you meet B.B. King? <laughs> no, so this probably, how'd you get to Chicago? That's where it started. Right? So, so I saw B.B. King and, uh, God damn it. <laughs> I'm trying to rein this in. See what you, you have to do. You have to ask enjoy the questions and knowing that I'm going to answer some other shit. So you got, so you have to trick String me and together. ask your questions. So Fruit Loops are so, a of uh, uh, Fruity Pebbles. You know what, man? I had uh, cornflakes and the motherfucker. <laughs> And, and I saw and I saw that tiger on the box. I said, I want to be Tigger. One day. <laughs> wow. They named him after you, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Tony the Tigger. Uh, so, BB <laughs> King and Bobby Blue Bland was were on the. They were performing. Mm-hmm. I was I, guessing he was performing. And I saw and I saw him, and I and and I had a vision. 
This is in Kansas City still? Kansas City, yeah. And I had the vision, man. Something about them motherfuckers there. I, I just felt something. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, we moved to Chicago after we were in the military, or after I got fired from... You know, being horrible, the bird, the albatross. How, how do we go from the concert to... to, to <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just going to let you know this. I'm going to blow your mind right now. <laughs> we have not talked about any of you playing or music or anything else, and there's a half hour left of the show. Okay, I, okay, okay. I'll speed it up. I'll tell you about my music playing real quickly. No, but, but tell I, us how you... So, uh, okay. so, so when, I, when I left Florida to become... To go pursue my career, mm -hmm. it was we were like the original Blues Brothers. We call all I call all my Army buddies. We call each other. Hey man, we had the band in the, in the Army. Mm -hmm. So, and the sax player in the band was from Chicago. Mm -hmm. So we said, man, let's put the band back together, man. Let's 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 be successful, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's do it. So Fred was in Fred Brooks was in Chicago. He said, man, y'all need to come to Chicago. We this is where we need to put the band together and, and we can make it. Mm -hmm. This everybody's here playing. So yeah, Earth, Wind, and Fire and shit. All those musicians from Earth, Wind, and Fire were from Chicago. Ramsey Lewis, everybody. Uh, Charles Stepney, you know, he produced Earth, Wind, and Fire before he died. He produced everybody under the sun. Er Minnie Riperton, everybody. From so we're like, yeah. So I said, yeah, Chicago it is. We'll mm -hmm. be there. So we all got our shit together. We, we went to Chicago. And there was this family, Fred's fr family, his, his in-laws were called... Uh, 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 the Waltons, mm -hmm. and they had seven girls in the family, and they all lived there, mm -hmm. and they let us live in the basement at their house. Okay. Yeah. Boy, that was rough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, you, just so you know, your son is giving me a look, and I can tell he's like, so we were about ten minutes. No, out no, no, no. I'm getting ready to tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. So, so uh, all of them sang. All yeah. of them sang in church. Mm -hmm. They were great singers. Every one of them. From the youngest to the oldest one. The oldest one was singing with Otis Clay. She's okay. gonna be in Otis Clay's band opening the show. And she said, I'm gonna be with Otis. Said, oh yeah, can we come to rehearsal? She said, Yeah. So are we gonna go to rehearsal? Yeah. So we, we go to rehearsal. When we get to Otis Clay's studio to rehearse, he's in there and the, and his guitar player was there. No band. Mm. So Otis told her, Well, my band quit. I had some issues and uh, I'm calling some other guys and we so you know, right now I got to get a rhythm section, a bass player, and a drummer. <laughs> she said, "She said these are my cousins. They play bass and he play drums." Said, you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where's your instruments? Ninety third and Calumet. Okay, go get them. He was on Twenty Second and Surmac in mm -hmm. downtown Chicago. We went and get our instruments. We played with Leonard, the guitar player. Got a keyboard player, they didn't like him, so they just kept the rhythm section. Got another guitar player, got the horns, and we became the oldest clay band and ended up going to Japan and all that shit. That's how that happened. Now, when we get back, Otis got, <laughs> Otis got the number the number three record, soul record in Japan. So he's very successful in Japan. So when we come back, there's a blues tour. B.B. King, the International Blues Tour. I got, you can look up I, the poster. The International Blues Tour, B.B. King, Bobby Blue Bland, Albert King, Lulu Milton, Muddy Waters, O.V. Wright, Otis Clay, Betty Wright. Uh, so we're going to tour across the country. And we do the tour, and the tour ended in Chicago where the promoter had his club, and he, he was uh, Purvis Spann, famous, famous black entrepreneur, had his own radio station and shit. So... Was it 96? No, no, no. That was in 78. Oh, okay. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, uh, 
So the tour ended in Chicago. And after the tour ended, we, we go to <clears throat> the Burning Spear High Chaparral Club uh, and do a jam session. When we all show up and people come in after the concert, the house band was playing and they quit. They had just stopped when we got in there because they'd been playing all night. Mm -hmm. So the purpose asked the house band leader, hey man, can y'all play one more set? We got Otis and everybody here. And he said, no, hell no, if you pay us. He said, we've been here all night, man. He said, what you got Otis and BB and everybody? We don't give a fuck who you got here. We get, we <laughs> needs to get paid. <laughs> Excuse me, so. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I was on the side of the stage while this little negotiation was going on, and I said to the band leader, I said, hey, man, can we play your instruments? We'll do it. And he and he was like, Tony, what's wrong with y'all, man? You country motherfuckers, y'all come up here, man. And, 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 and you're always playing for free and shit. Man, you got to get paid, little brother. You motherfuckers stupid or something. Man, you, you, yeah, y'all can go and use our shit. Go ahead, dumb motherfuckers. You know, like, damn, man, these motherfuckers, you a trip. Mm -hmm. So we go up and play the shit. Yeah. And Otis comes up, and he started calling B.B., Bobby, and all these Albert King. We up there jamming. Mm -hmm. And B.B. King had a new record out that was produced by the Crusaders. Okay. With Joe Sample and Sticks Hooper and Weldon Feldman and all that. So B.B.'s known for playing blues, blues, blues. Mm -hmm. Now the Crusaders producing that shit in the pocket. Boom, 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 boom. Three days of snow, you know, it's grooving. Yeah. Now BB's band, the bass. Now these old motherfucking blues players, they play the strong like boom 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 boom. I love hearing musicians talk shit about it. They just didn't have no funk in them. They could play the doom 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 but they can't play funk. They ain't grooving at all. So we young, fired up, playing the shit. So Otis said, hey, go into BB's new song. BB's doing the blues. Bring down hearted, baby. And we go into it. Dun, dun, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. BB going, I'm, all right. <laughs> Three days of snow, he starts singing. He's like, yeah, shit. Yeah. And his band guys out there drunk and shit or whatever, fucking around. And then the sax player ran up on stage and he put his sax together. And he, he's like, BB, I ain't losing my job. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then he, BB tell him. And I, and I said, B.B. likes us. <laughs> Look at the smile on your face. I said, B.B. likes was us. Was that Uncle Melvin? No, no, that was Cato uh, 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 Walker is his name. Cato, he, he was B.B.'s band leader from Memphis. Mm. So B.B. was like, get them motherfuckers. And I was like, mm-hmm, got your ass. Mm -mm. And Otis was up there. Then we finished playing. Mm. Then all the musicians are on the side of the stage, you know, the ones that didn't want to play, and we're all, yeah, man, cool, man, what's up? Cato walks up to the crowd with those other guys, and he says to me, hey, man, I, to me, Russell, and the guitar player, Leonard Gill, he say, hey, man, I want to see you, you, and you. How would y'all like to play with B.B. King? He said it like that in front of everybody, and I'm all going, God damn <laughs> I'd be a motherfucker, man. That a bitch. Fuck. How these motherfuckers get that gig, mm -hmm. man? And we said, hell yeah. Said, see, <laughs> see, that's 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 another thing. You never know when your when your time is gonna come. But always be ready and prepared for that motherfucker when it does come. 
but never doubt anything. Always just do what you do and do it. Be, be the goodest. <laughs> Always be the goodest. Uh, all right. So I got it. And then BB, we met BB. I, I, I hold on. I gotta tell you this real, real. No, yeah. You actually no. Yes. Tell, tell us. Well, you met BB. So, <laughs> so he said, uh, Mr. King's upstairs would like to meet you guys. He said, hell yeah. We've been on the tour the whole time. We always say hi to him, but we never talk to him. Mm-hmm. He's up there. He wants to meet you guys. He, he, would you, he said, yeah, man. So we take our little young happy asses up there. BB's, how you doing, fellas? Uh, I'm BB King. Motherfucker, we know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's just Mr. Congeniality. He's such a nice, calm, cool dude. Yeah. Just regular. You know, not up. He ain't got no entourage. Hey, don't, don't get too close to Mr. King. None mm-hmm. of that shit. Yeah. Yeah, have a seat. Have a seat. I really love the way you guys play. The young man, too. He's looking at the manager and said, they're young, too. Look at them, man. They're not, <laughs> not drunk. They look good. Nice. Play good. I heard you. I've heard you on the tour with Otis. You sound really good. <laughs> so I, I let I want to let you know. I told Otis I was going to ask you if you wanted to play with me. See that that show you that he's a man with integrity. He 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 went to Otis and said, "I'm getting ready to offer you guys a job. <laughs> I just want you to know now. If you got a problem with it, I'm sorry, but I want these motherfuckers. Yeah. But I'm gonna let you know. Mm-hmm. It, it ain't like a pimp doing some slick shit like." <laughs> Trying to get your woman behind your back. You're going to tell you, hey, I want your woman, motherfucker. I'm going to go get her. Mm-hmm. Same, same, so much. same kind of analogy. I wish you were my dad. Same kind of shit, you know. So, so uh, you know, now, mind you, B.B. King is the top of the blues chain. Yeah. He's the top. Yeah. When his band walk in, it's like the motherfucking... Uh, the Texas uh, Rangers or some walk in, you mm-hmm. know. It's like when the Marines come in. Or, or, you know, whoever is high statue yeah. shit, quality. You know, that's the best shit. Yeah. So BB's got it like that. Motherfuckers just look healthy and sharp. They're getting paid good. They're they eating good. They don't look burnt out and wore out. They look yeah. good. So, and we already had that look because we're young and we're ready. Mm-hmm. So he said, would you be interested in uh, playing with me? Yes, sir, Mr. King. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we would. Okay, well, uh, you look like the spokesman. That's what he said to me because I'm that type of motherfucker. So. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "He said, uh, Bob, give him, give him, uh, Tony, yeah, give him the card. BB, give me the card. Uh, so here's what I want you to do, son. Um, this is my office. Call it, son, every Sunday. I want you to call and tell. They'll give you the number where I'm at and call me, and we'll figure it out." That was that was on his birthday, September uh, 16th, uh, 78, whatever. I called every Sunday up until December. Mm-hmm. Call me next Sunday, son. The guys in the band was like, man, this motherfucker ain't gonna hire us, man. Quit calling that man. I said, I'm gonna call this motherfucker Teddy. He said, don't call me no more. <laughs> I'll call him the next Sunday until I'm 100. That, that, that sounds like a song right there. Don't call me no more. Yeah, come on. That's right. That's right. There you go. Except my shit going to be like a rap blues. A boom, boom, bop, boom, bop. Don't call me no motherfucking mode. <laughs> For some reason, it's got to be Snoop Dogg. Oh, don't call course. me no motherfucking mode, bitch. <laughs> I'm just saying. See, so anyway, 
See, that's what that's where I want to take the blues to what you just said. Okay. What we just said. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so I called that motherfucker until he came back to Chicago mm -hmm. in January. He played a show with Johnny Taylor, and he and Johnny Taylor had a show like downtown North Chicago. And then he came back the following week to play at the Burning Spear again. So we were there waiting on, on right in front stage like this. Mm -hmm. And he was on stage and he saw us. He's like, how you doing, guys? I'll talk to you after the show. I was like, yeah, my dog, you will. <laughs> With the check. Yeah. <laughs> so after the show, he said, well, I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to get you guys going uh, with playing with me. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the deal. My bus driver who drives my bus, he lives in Chicago. You you guys know him. He said he knows you guys, Otis's band. So he's going to be coming out to Vegas uh, in two weeks. And... Uh, are you ready to ride out with him? I, I could fly you guys out, but since he's coming out there, whatever, mother, yeah, we'll be ready. Mm -hmm. So it's snow. It's one of the worst snows in Chicago ever. Mm -hmm. How much time we got? <laughs> we got like 12 minutes. Okay, I got Just time. so you know, Cyrus, you're, it's 1010 right now, so you got 10 minutes. Okay. So it's snowing, snowing, snowing. We're at Otis's office. Mm -hmm. That's where all our shit is because we live upstairs at Otis's studio. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking out the window, snow, snow, snow. 21st, 22nd and Cermak. Michigan and Cermak. The light, <laughs> the lights changing, snow, not much traffic, snow every motherfucking where. Mm -hmm. I'm like, damn, 12 o'clock, no cell phones and shit to say, hey man, I'm gonna be late and I'll uh, see you, mama. Just gotta wait for a motherfucker, you know, so looking, looking. Then I see B.B. King's bus pull up at the light. B.B. <laughs> King, King of the Blues. God damn it, this shit's on, man. <laughs> there it is, the motherfucker pull up. But pull that old double-decker Greyhound bus up and mm. shit. Get out. Yeah, man, we ready, got our shit. How y'all y'all doing? Y'all ready to go? I'm sorry I'm late, man. It's snowing shit. We like, man, fuck it, we don't care. It's like 1.30 and shit, you yeah. know, whatever. We get on the bus. So. Otis is there, mm -hmm. put our drums, put my drums, put our shit on the bus. It's just us three and Burnett, Fogg, the driver. Yeah. So uh, Otis said, "Well, y'all, y'all, y'all gonna be all right, man." And then Otis, I said, "Thanks, Otis. Get ready to get on the bus." Otis standing there in the snow and shit. Fogg, take care of my boys. Hey, I got him, Otis. I got him. I got him. And I and I see Otis. Otis said. TC, come here a second, and I and I go up to him, and he grabbed my he grabbed my my shoulder. He said, "Hey man, look, go out there and do your shit." Dude, Otis the Otis doesn't curse. He said, "Go out there and do your thing, man, like you do. You're gonna be fine. But if it doesn't work, you always can come back here and you got your gig here waiting on you. Okay? Cause see, something I want you." to Remember, all that glitters ain't gold. I said, okay. Love you, man. We get on the bus. We headed to Vegas. <laughs> the funny thing is when you said that and you're like, hey, you sitting there to the side, I was waiting for you to be like, ungrateful ass motherfucker niggas. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that because he was like, you were my band. No, I brought you to Japan. No, we got the number no, three album. was totally different. The yeah. sweetheart of a man. The sweetest soul from Soulfulest singing motherfucker ever. Yeah. Otis sang soul music, blues soul music. He sang, my 
breakfast is on the table. <laughs> Ooh, and I ain't got no appetite. That motherfucker be saying, and tears be coming down. Yeah. Down. Yeah. From the stage. That's how deep Otis Clay was, man. That's a bad month. He was, anyway, but Otis was like, I'm proud, you know. Yeah. These guys, you know. He felt like a, a proud father. Like, exactly. Yo, my boys, my boys done made it. Exactly. They gonna be okay. But then it didn't work out, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, all right. So, all right. First off, all right. <laughs> first off, I love that we basically got to one BB King story. I didn't even be like, I was like, we're gonna be able to talk about like where you were you in on, on the sessions? Were you sitting up here doing session jobs playing in there? Like what was the studio like? All this other stuff. We ain't get to none of that. So how you, much you how much time? You uh Y'all can keep going. I can no. come back. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 hold on, my my computer just died. Uh oh, computer died. But uh but no. Nah. Cause this, this no, yeah, yes, I, I, yo, we we need to do a part two. BB <laughs> King fired me five times. No, yeah. What? Yeah. All right, why is that? Like those are like the re- those relationships. How many times did he hire you though? Six. <laughs> so you you on it then? <laughs> so, um, yeah, we we definitely are gonna have to have you back. Like I, I'm like. At the pace that we're going, I feel like this would be like the last dance. Like it's like a ten episode series, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, we'll basically get up to. So I did my first show with B. <laughs> Yo, you are cool as shit. I knew oh, that from the moment you. I met thank you. you. I, when 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 we first met you uh, at your building, mm-hmm. uh, we we were sitting and you're like, "Hey man, getting just, the floor I, plans, getting getting the floor plans, everything." You used to like. Cause I was wearing I was wearing my mask and he was like, "Hey man, just letting you know I got I got my shit. I'm all I'm all good. You don't, you don't got you don't got to do this." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "I'm I'm gonna like this guy. I'm gonna <laughs> like this guy." Um, but no, like I, there's so much stuff that like I I I yeah. You 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 got to come back. I wish you you could come back for our next uh, next episode. But like whenever. Ever you want, you can come back. You own. Hey. You are Unc Snoop. Hey. You Unc Tony. Unc Coleman. I, I, I am. <laughs> I am, son. That's what I do, son. <laughs> and for real, you really need to sit up here and get in the voiceovers because you you would clean up shop. I can see you on if like uh uh. uh Dave Chappelle said up here, like, hey, I'm gonna do this animated series and whatever else. You need to be on there. Hey. You need to be playing. And you need to replace the wait. Were you secretly in the intro of Dave Chappelle, and I'm just now realizing it? No. <laughs> what happened? No, oh, the Dave he Chappelle has show. He has the, the intro. intro. Oh, oh, hold on, let me see if I can get it real oh, quick. Oh, with the blues guy. <laughs> yeah, I like that intro. Can you plug your HDMI cable in one more time? Yeah, uh, Dave, uh, Dave. Dave's the real deal. I like that. Man. See, see but here's. The, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry about that, Dave. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I'm getting camera seven, so you're good. Okay, uh, keep going, keep going. I'm just gonna. Look uh, it. no, no. But what, what I, what I wanna, what I wanna use my voice to do is, is always promote equality, freedom, and, and uh, uh, non-racist shit. Uh, and uh, it's about culture. Just you know, I respect everybody. See, love is is overused. I love you, shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. You, you, you don't, you know that love. Love. We didn't you. even get to your music. 
Yo, bro, you got you putting out some dangerous shit right now. I am. I do. I got <laughs> we some didn't, music. He's writing songs like right before the show. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You you sitting up here just writing songs. I you sitting up here played right us here. a little bit. Something the other day. I ain't gonna say nothing because I ain't gonna get in trouble. You ain't but, gonna get in trouble. But uh, I just wrote a song. Uh, I was. We, what were we doing? We were just, just sitting here, right? Yeah, <laughs> you're listening. Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah while we're getting coffee for y'all. Uh, yeah, and I, and I, well, I told you, she was talking about, we were talking about loving the sunshine. I said, you ever hear Roy Ayers? Everybody <laughs> loves the sunshine. She said, no, I never heard it. I played it. Then I got inspired. So, so I wrote a song. It's called Love Illusion. You know, Love Illusion. I want to start a love illusion. Fuck a revolution. I want to start a love illusion. No fighting, fussing, cussing, shooting. Let's start a love illusion. So no killing, stealing, burning, looting. Let's start a love illusion. Fuck all that revolution. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so when all right, oh my God. And don't try to steal it, I'll sue you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I am just letting y'all know. Cute. Copyright. <laughs> it's only that. We gonna we gonna date it and you too. heard that shit. That's right. <laughs> But uh, I'm just saying, man, because uh, basically my music and my art, my creativity, that's who I am. That's my spirit. That's what I was born to do. That's who I am, to bring uh, humanity together and bring us all together so we can stop all this bullshit. I appreciate everybody. I, I love everybody, but I hate assholes and I hate racist assholes especially. Uh, I, I agree. So, so uh, uh, until until white people start saying, don't, don't make us feel bad about the way our ancestors did. Oh, man, please, let's not talk about history. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Y'all need to cut that bullshit out. Your motherfucking white folks was clan members and shit like that. We're not saying you were, but goddammit, own up to how America's been fucked up. Mm-hmm. Own up. Until you, until you uh, admit it and say, man, we got a problem, okay. you ain't going to be free. I, 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 I wanted, I have to show you. You want to pop it up on full screen? Yeah, in one second, hold on. Uh... I really, I just, I just wanted one hot take. We, we, we're not going to go on any of the other stuff that we, we were going to do today. Well, okay, I'll come back. We'll do it again. Uh, but I, 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 we have a, a segment that I alluded to earlier, Sounds About White. Um, and uh, I'm gonna pull up this clip for you. Okay. And I just, I just want to hear whatever just comes to you. Just okay. whatever, whatever. I don't know any other way. This one, fuck. I don't know. No, no, this is a different one. Oh, it's a different one. This is okay. Okay. This, this is this, this is. I'm happy that these other people weren't black. I'll just. That's the only yeah. thing I'm. Anytime say. some sure dumb shit happens, I'd be hoping it ain't a black person. Okay. <laughs> Messed up. That he threw it at the teenager who made it for him. Oh, I just no, saw this. Nobody knows who made it. So. You don't know who made it? There's four of us here, so we honestly don't know. Fucking stupid, fucking ignorant high school kids. Okay, bye. I'm going to speak to the fucking Bye. Kid. Okay, you can yeah. call corporate whatever you want. Goodbye. Yeah, I'm stuck. You're okay. Fuck out of here. Fucking bitch. No, I don't care. She doesn't care. She's not doing anything wrong. She can be a kid. Oh, dude. Is this a grown ass man? It gets worse. It gets worse. Wait for it. Oh, God. Just so you know what happened at the end there, what yeah. they were trying to say is that girl is, has her back to the door. 
holding the door back so he can't get through because he's been trying to get through to them. I I saw this a couple days ago. (laughs) First of all. (laughs) I knew it was going to be good when you say first of all. He don't, he, he don't need to be be shot and killed. Mm-hmm. But he need a baseball bat. <laughs> Somebody just crack that motherfucker upside his head real quick. Mm-hmm. Don't kill him. Mm-hmm. Just beat his ass until he can't take it no motherfucking more. See, this is when I have a problem with, with this kind of shit goes on where people go, well, no, he's, he's, he's mentally ill. He's a... You ain't that goddamn mentally ill to know that you got to come in here and fuck with somebody like that. You're just an asshole. That's some fucking white privileged, ignorant shit that goes on in this country where motherfuckers are always making excuse for that shit, excuses for that shit. Mm-hmm. And it's always, well, you know, when they go low, we go high. See, going high ain't going to help him. <laughs> okay. That's not the way she speaks. I want to, I want to, first off, just remind you of the time. And I'm going to give, and I'm going to give you this. We're going to, this, this is the thing that we always end off the show with. And I'm going to let you take it because, because we've already, we both did, did the last episode. So we do a, a segment and it's called Grind Your Beans. If there's okay. anything, and I'm, I'm sure there's plenty <laughs> that 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 has uh, annoyed you, or, or it just uh, it could be a long-standing thing, a thing that just happened yesterday, whatever it is. Your son did uh, uh, student, uh, student loans. loans. Still so, grinds my beans the most. Grinds, <laughs> okay. was grinding his beans. So just what I want you to do, you just gonna look into this camera right here, and you're just gonna be like, be like. Just tell us what's grinding your beans. So this next segment coming up is called Grind Your Beans, and we got Mr. T.C. Coleman. Voting rights, voting rights, voting rights. We need to stop this bullshit, and you need to goddamn it stop, stop acting like it's not, it's not a racist situation. It's racist, 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 racist. It stinks. It's fucked up. White people, you need to be madder than motherfuckers because y'all the one wrote that shit. White folks about this shit, about uh, equality and all, you know, all of this First Amendment and all this kind of shit don't mean a motherfucking thing if we don't have everybody equally uh, appreciated and able to go vote and don't arrest the motherfucker standing in and vote for three hours because he got a drink of water. Mm. I mean, are you motherfuckers crazy or what? Is this America or is this Nazi Germany? This shit is like Nazi Germany. History. If you don't know about history, you'll repeat the shit. That's what's happening right now. And you motherfuckers don't want people to know about history. That shit is pissing me off like a motherfucker every day I wake up. This shit right here is like Nazi shit. Trump's a racist Nazi motherfucker. And if you like him, you a racist Nazi motherfucking loving motherfucker. In my opinion, I got nothing to do with you motherfucker. Tony T.C. motherfucking Coleman. Crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, man. That shit is fucking with me. You gonna fucking do... We did this shit already. Yo, it does. It's 2022 and we still talking about color and skin and shit. We, we were gonna... We didn't get a chance to talk about it, but uh, it's, this would have been one of the segments. It would have been national news real quick. Uh, they basically have um, gerrymandering where they sit up here and they set the different borders and everything else and they're yeah. actually... Uh, in, going to end up in Alabama, taking it to, or no, is it Louisiana, Louisiana or Alabama? They're going to take it to the Supreme Court because uh, one third of their population is black. But for the voting district, there's only one district that's a black district that's actually getting voting. So they're going to end up taking this thing all the way up to the Supreme Court, and that's the way they're going to end. They're going to end up ending gerrymandering. Yeah. Is because they have to sit up here and make it 
to the actual districts and the actual population. So the Republicans might have messed up because they, they got a little bit Republicans like, don't matter anymore. They're not even Republicans. They shouldn't even be taken serious. They shouldn't be in America. <laughs> I, yeah, I voted Republican. Takes. I'm independent. I vote independent. Yeah. I voted Republican before. Yeah. You know, but I'm just saying it used to be like, okay, I'm like an independent. I, I like uh, Democrats. Mm-hmm. Democrats. <laughs> Democrats. I love you so much. And they need to be some Republicans. Because <laughs> these motherfuckers are just stupid. You can disagree with shit, but you lost. First of all, a losing motherfucker don't get no award. I, you know what? you lost the Civil War and you still want to wave that flag. That shit, you got your ass beat. And you get your ass beat again with that bullshit, Confederate bullshit. I'm, that shit is over, man. So... What, what we what I think I just decided we're just gonna sit up here and call you at least once a week and get a FaceTime call and just get <laughs> just get just a little bit from you every week. Hey, we man. doing another episode, okay, but okay. we gonna we gonna do that, that every shit, week. <laughs> I got too many decent white people in America mm. that's being. <laughs> no, that's all right. We will get all right. Fuck that. Say something. Vote. Get rid of these racist Republican motherfuckers. How a whole party? You got that crazy bitch from Georgia. You got that motherfucker from Florida, that little rapist motherfucker. You got the, the you know, Santos out there. Oh, oh, man, oh, God oh, damn. Oh, hold on. Before, before this goes any further, we all get canceled. We sit up here oh, rednecks out, rednecks outside being like, uh, hey, you heard Mr. T.C. Coleman's going to be it's here. It's rednecks. It's racism. <laughs> That's real. That's so, real. We gotta. That is not good for the country or anybody, human no. being. That's some Hitlerish shit. See, I, I, that I, shit don't work, man. You tried it. Hitler tried it. It didn't work. We we got we got to make sure your son actually gets this meaning. Just letting you know. What's up? What's happening? <laughs> you got to make sure he gets this meaning. He's he's literally out oh, of time. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, so. So what we're gonna do? I'm passionate about bullshit. No, I, 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 like, do, I love. Y'all we need to go without me. We y'all, need to stop. Y'all don't gotta stop on my behalf. I just gotta step out. Okay, minutes. well, I'm, I meet you. I meet you because I'm serious right yeah. now. Voting, is, equality, yeah. voting rights. <laughs> love you, son. Love you. Well, we, we, the thing is, we can't because we have to very quickly. Yeah. Marcy has to take a photo, and you need. We need to. <laughs> okay. You know what? Just go. Just go. We'll figure it out. We'll figure vote, it out. Vote. You take a picture right after. Okay. I'm just going next door. Okay. Voting rights is 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 that that that's America. Yeah. Being able to vote equally. Well, I mean, I mean, f- we went through that shit with with with, with uh the vote the Voting Rights Act. They we went, went through that. They did. I mean, they did the Voting Rights Act. That that's been nuts, but it's also been now they're doing the uh, excuse me, uh, not teaching racial theory. Yeah, you got. It's, it's like, I mean, that's that's crazy. That's I'm, that's that's fucking crazy, man. But but what's 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 so crazy about it is people. Uh, good people not not being pissed off and angry about it like I am right now. Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy. How can people just go along with shit and let these people do that? That's what happened with Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. America was like, well, you know, that's them. That's their shit. Yeah. That, that don't really affect me. That, that might be true. Killing a black motherfucker that you don't like don't affect a white guy. You ain't mad about that as I am because it don't affect you. Well, it was always the thing that we kind of jokingly said uh, within within like the, the the protests and everything else. It's like, yo, if if a white child goes missing, every everybody in the of community, course, including course. the black people, are out there of looking. Of course. But let one of ours go missing. Let one of ours get you know X, Y, and Z happen Double to standard, it. Double standard, man. Yeah, Double and it, standard. it's always been that way. 
it, but we we gotta we gotta stop these these double standards bullshit, and we gotta we gotta, you know I got pissed off. I had a friend. She told me nobody should vote. Are you fucking quick? I thought she was losing her mind. Don't vote. What are you talking about? All the black people that died and got hung, and castrated and shit, to want to go vote, and you gonna tell my black ass not to go vote? The the thing that when people say that to me, that I I I, I constantly say, I'm, I'm like. Even if something is broken, you're not going to make an attempt to fix it because it's broken. Yeah. Well, I'm like, what? What sense does that make? You, you, it, 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 yo, your house is on fire, so you're just like, ah, you know, I ain't gonna throw no water on it. Ain't no, there's right. no reason well, to sit up here and do anything. It's gonna well, burn down. Well, for anyways. me, for me, uh, I ain't living separate from nobody. Mm-hmm. I'm free. I'm good with the. Fuck I want to do, go where I want to go, see who I want to see, be who I want to be. Ain't nobody live gonna tell I want to live at a family. Nobody <laughs> gonna tell me how to live my life, cause this is my life. When I'm dead, I'm out of here, and the bullshit's still going. So I'm enjoy my life and be free. Mm-hmm. That's what freedom is, but not freedom to hurt somebody. Freedom to be disrespectful. Like I said, love is overused. Mm-hmm. That word love, the word needs to be respect. respect. Yes. Yeah, I respect you. I ain't gotta like you. Mm-hmm. I don't, hey man, I don't even like your motherfucking ass, but I respect you, man. Yeah, it, when when they when you know they, what I'm saying. That's the way it needs to be. In, but, in my opinion, we're when, like we're like expected to kind of go into things with one hand behind our back because people tell us like, oh, you need to act better, you know? Because like that's one thing. I mean, that's a conversation my dad had with my brother. Is like you're representing us because like our community, like there's not a lot of black people where I live, and. Um, you know, it just needs to stop. I think like we need to go into situations with mutual respect instead of having to like fight to like yeah. earn it. Yeah, sure. I mean, you 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 see that's a bullshit. You got to earn my respect. I ain't got to earn a motherfucking thing. There's basic respect. I respect you as a human fucking being. Basic respect. That's exactly but, what we were talking about. Yeah, people like, like act like we're asking them to like kiss our feet. Earn my respect. No. What? Good evening. So, Good afternoon. Good morning. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I respect you. What what, what can I do for you? Don't even come off with that kind of shit. You know the the mafioso, uh, usually like they always say this within the movies, like what would you rather be? Would you rather be uh, loved or feared? And it's like I I always go, I want to be respected. Yeah, I want to be respected. You ain't got to love me. Because respect is the perfect combination of both of those. You gotta respect, man. You, Just you, respect. You, you fear what what I may do, but you love the the character and person that I am. Right. right. I mean, mm. I mean, it's it's, mm. it's you're not afraid of me. You're, it, but you understand yeah. there's consequences of messing with consequences but, and but, repercussions. But here's, but here's the thing: mm-hmm. you go to Singapore, mm-hmm. you go to Singapore, or some of these places like Singapore. Mm-hmm. There's no spitting on the sixth street. No throwing your trash down. If I make a mess, I clean up the mess I made. I don't walk away and let somebody else clean up that mess. That's your mess. Clean up your own shit. And until people understand that there's going to be repercussions if you don't, it's going to be a fine or I'm going to lock your ass up. Something, you're, going to, you're going to feel something for doing some wrong shit. You're not going to get, don't. Don't do that again. <laughs> Here's the rules. Respect, motherfuckers. And if you get out your car and come in a store and throw a cup at somebody and attack them, your ass need to... Some of that shit that uh, uh, 
Saddam Hussein was doing uh, uh, decapitating motherfuckers. <laughs> I wanted to be close to that. <laughs> I might not. I might not cut your head off, but I would just <laughs> just kind of like scrape around them up and show you where I can cut it off. Because you, you need to you need to know that if you do some hateful evil shit, mm -hmm. that's gonna be some serious repercussions for that yeah. kind of shit. Yeah. You don't deserve to fuck with nobody physically or mentally. Evil shit. Evil is always portrayed as strong. And and kindness is always portrayed as weak. You can see a kind I'm a kind motherfucker, but if you fuck with me, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna be kind to your ass about it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna. I am not gonna be Martin Luther King. Beat me upside the motherfucking head, and I go, God bless you, man. I'm gonna <laughs> fuck you up. You better kill me. Seriously, you're not gonna whoop my ass and fuck with me, and I'm gonna go. I'm sorry, man. Shit. <laughs> That's some bullshit. Well, I, I gotta say, uh, th this is the end of the episode now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I'm the wrong one to bring in here. No, nah, no, nah, you're the perfect one to bring in here. We just need about seven and a half hours to get no, through it all. I just need all humanity to love and respect, respect and love. Yeah. Love, respect, respect, love. Respect, respect, love, love, respect, respect. That's all you got to do. And if you don't like some shit, just say, well, okay, I'm out of it. But don't be fucking with other people. That's, that's, okay. <laughs> Um, all right, so this has been uh, another episode of Your Morning Drip with Tony TC motherfucking Cole, man. Uh, I'm TC, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank you for letting me be myself. No, I, yeah, hey, there's no other way I would want you to be on here. Thank you. Um, yeah, so uh, where can they find you? Can they? Do you have a website that that we can to the print? Yeah, just just. I'm on Facebook right now. I'm getting ready to update my shit. <laughs> Be on Instagram and Outagram and all that shit. So what we'll do is we'll put all the links in the descriptions. We'll get them from you later. We'll put yeah, them all in the description yeah. so people can find out where you're at, find your music and everything else. Yes. And uh, you're definitely coming back because this is this is this has been way too much fun. Well, <laughs> thank you. For way too me, much man. fun. Um, but yeah, so this has been another episode of Your Morning Drip. Make sure to follow us on yourmorningdrip.com and follow us on social media at your morning drip um yeah uh tony tc motherfucking coleman and shout out to uh cyrus who yeah, had to leave son. and you know probably make some new jersey for lebron james or something i don't know yeah <laughs> he, he, he's 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 amazing he definitely is oh and and me and your son are doing an art show february 5th right here in chinatown also information i may be here for that i i i was Scheduled to go to Mississippi, but I, I I'm I think I may not be going. It's not I, so I should be. I might be. I hope I, I hope to be. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best. All right, thank y'all. Peace. We out.